Roberts. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday the 30th of May 2015. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. We're we recording now. Apparently. <laughs> and Robert Kent. I sounded more like Mario in my head, by the way. <laughs> Rather than just weird high pitch from. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even catch the tree. What was it? Paper Verge. Paper Verge. Okay. <laughs> that's, that, that's better. We'll go with that. Pretend Dan, pretend Dan did it. <laughs> I was sort of thinking Paper Mario, you see. You okay. see. So, so that's paper because the like the bark or whatever oh, is like papery, papery, right? Yeah. But what's the but silver birch has like papery bark, does it not? Generally birches just do. Yeah. Just do. So what's special Rob, about Rob was very confused by that during our banished video. <laughs> Where it's like, why are those trees white? And I'm like, they're oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That looks really weird to me. <laughs> Did we go on a camping trip one time, Zach, with like the Cub Scouts or something to like freaking um, Elmswell or something? No, no. What's the town? Elmswell? Like Hawley or something. Normally. Yeah, Hawley. Yeah, Hawley's Hawley. the classic. That's yeah. right, Hawley. That's the one I mean. Sheep, sheep poo land. <laughs> and she, where, where, Hawley is somewhere in that direction though, isn't it? Um, Hawley Bends, right? Yeah. They removed Kinda, those. Yeah. You, you, go, you go to where that was, local knowledge. You go to where that was and basically take a hard right if I'm coming from here to there. Where the bends were, you basically sure turn the, right yeah. into the countryside. So, 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 that way. so uh, the, on the local uh, big road, it's not a motorway, but it's close. It's pretty, pretty big, <laughs> barely. Well, yeah, I don't know. It, there's a, there's a lot of traffic from. It's not your average A road, is it? There's a lot of like freight traffic from the port of Felixstowe, which is like the biggest container port in Britain. To everywhere else. To everywhere. So it's a reasonably big road, but it's not motorway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there used to be these like... crazy bends where it was a 50 mile an hour limit and you, uh, because there were so many accidents because people used to go around like it was a Formula One track. But since then, they <laughs> have... It wasn't the things. problem with the corners making people crash. It was the fact that there was a junction that cut straight across the fucking A14 on blind <laughs> corners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> it was a proper stupid bit of road. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. So now they have double... D- Demolished, bulldozed it. To bulldozed it. I didn't know because at first they just bypassed it, but it was still there. You well, it's because they had to have a road to drive on while they were building the new junction. Oh yeah, well, it was one, weird even because once, even once they got rid of it, it was still there, but you could only access it from like certain routes because you know there's still places to get to on it. But it was like a dual carriageway normally, the road, and then it split into two parts to do the bend. Yeah, didn't it? it did, which they was were, crazy. Were, like, completely separate routes. It was a bit but You heard me. <laughs> no, I didn't, actually. <laughs> I said it was a bit but. Oh, well, that was what I heard, and I assumed I'd heard wrong. <laughs> but that was actually what he said. It's just a bit but. <laughs> I like how that is that any different from saying it's a bit ass? <laughs> oh, a bit ass. It's, it's, I normally it's... say things are but. You don't normally say things are but. <laughs> this is true. The thing is that but and ass both have one syllable, but but seems more succinct because it's like quicker to say. It's a bit but. It's a bit but. Quick. It's a bit but. To the point. Word of so, the yeah. cast. But. I don't remember what I inherited that So, from. so you, was... Did you just say, because we started saying this is ass, and then you just sort of made it a bit more English? <laughs> well, no, but's not English either. So that's kind no, of it's not. Not at all. Yeah. I think it might have been one of the Penny Arcade podcasts. It's a bit bum. That's what it is. Because it's just a little bit bum. That's why I said 
that was why I said I'll be recording now because that's something from the Penny Arcade podcast. 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 Every the start of every podcast is <laughs> that question. Yes, wow. Dave or Mike says we're so, recording now. So comes to whoever he knows they are. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's his catchphrase. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the Penny Arcade version. I'm pretty sure the Penny Arcade version of saying things are but was saying things are all but. <laughs> it's all but. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So we Hand were camping doctor. in Hawley, weren't we? Did that happen? And there were birch <laughs> yes, trees. Okay. I seem to remember. I don't remember much about birch in Hawley. No, I don't think there's much birch in the Hawley areas that we would have been camping. No. Mm. I think I sort of remember, I don't even know what they were, like sort of fat trees. The main, really wide, trunked trees of some kind. The main tree, the, the main birch tree locations that I remember was up near my grandma's house. There was a few along that road that I'd always walk past and peel off. <laughs> Of course. The paper birch. Yeah. The paper birch. Or were they silver birch? Yeah, who knows? Or were they just the birds? I like that. It's cool. I like that. It's better than normal trees. (laughs) 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 It's significantly better than normal trees. Yeah, they're all silvery and papery and cool. And easy to damage. This is true. It's easy easy to kill. (laughs) Yeah, easy to horribly damage I mean, how much damage does that actually do if you like peel a peel a tree? That's a good question. Probably depends how much you peel it, how vigorously you peel it. <laughs> Say I took off took a nicer third out of a silver bird, <laughs> either in one lump or in like little strips everywhere. You think you could take uh, it off in one big go by twisting it around and around? Yeah, probably. Like peel in a spiral. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> In my head, that's how it's working. <laughs> that'd be way too convenient if it just pe- if you could just keep a continuous peel going, and that'd be the easiest way to fell a tree. You just keep on peeling it until it gets really thick. Break. <laughs> it, yeah, and it, it actually doesn't spirals up; it spirals in. <laughs> you just that'd be pretty cool. How would you? It'd be a little dangerous. Like you need a, a quite an interesting machine to go around the whole thing and then have it fall in a specific direction as planned. Yes. Or you'd have to, like, you'd walk around it, but you'd have to constantly keep pressure pushed against it so that as soon as it did break, it always fell away from you because you were pushing it. Well, yeah, you'd have to have something more than you. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends yeah. how big the tree was. Yeah. Birches aren't that big, are they? How big do they get? They're pretty tall. Oh, yeah, I guess they're really tall, aren't they? They're, like, tall yeah. and thin. thin. <laughs> what do you call that with trees? Small in diameter? Slender. <laughs> <laughs> the slender tree. Slender tree. <laughs> That's the sequel to sequel to Slenderman. Actually, you're in a you're going through a dark crowd. Of <laughs> That's what I was trying to I was trying to think of where, where how exactly you were going to play that one. But I knew <laughs> what you were going for. Like a dark movie cinema where there's a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, and they're all they're all Slenderman. But in there, there's a tree, tree. that's chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> a slender tree. Oh, terrifying. You know that farm, Alder Car Farm? Where are the Alders? They're, they're like way down by the A14, aren't they? Didn't we discover, Zach? I can't, there aren't any Alder trees near the farm, are there? Well, there's a lot of farm that, you know, has to have farmland before there's any actual trees involved. Yeah. Well, I guess the buildings don't have to be anywhere near where the trees are as long as their farmland is connected to the trees. Depends what the car part of Alder Car means. It probably I think means it's something. like a. You can get to the Alders by car from the farm? Not not a type of uh, a wood as in woodland, not yeah. the material wood. Like a small 
collection of trees or whatever. Grove. Yeah, I think it's like um got really watery, you know, like a uh, what do you call it? Flood. Flood. <laughs> <laughs> no wetland. Quite watery. Marsh. Like bayou type. Marsh, yeah, something like that. Boggy. Because um, it is like that in that in that bit down um you know that um Weird. It's right by the A14, uh, by a, a, a tunnel under the A14 that we used to go to, Zach, from. Yeah. It's a nature reserve thing, and it has a lot of like wooden planks and stuff to get to move, yeah. you know, w- uh, walkways because it is all waterlogged. So I think a car that I think that is the older car. I think that's where all the trees are. I was down there not that long ago. <laughs> that oh, yeah. Shitty little nature reserve. I'm having a terrific <laughs> deja vu moment right Have now. Have you been to that one, Rob? I haven't, no. But I'm pretty sure we've had this precise conversation on air before. No, <laughs> definitely not. Well, there's one way to find out. Listen yeah. to every podcast every we've ever recorded. And not just the start, because chances are we didn't say it at the start. We just brought it up randomly midway yeah. there. How long until we can search this stuff? Like, what, until someone has audio? So. What are you asking us yeah. for? I don't know. Oh, no, I, I just mean it in general. <laughs> I mean, you are the experts. Tell me how many years exactly <laughs> until we can see yeah. through our podcast. Yeah, there comes a point where, like, I guess Google would need to be transcripting every bit of audio it found. Yeah, but I'd say we gave permission and we were like, okay, it's on our computer. Yeah, sure, transcript changed. it. That would be cool, right? Hmm. Yeah, but the automatic closed captions or whatever is always sucks. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I reckon it'll be yeah. bad, but there's a chance that Alder Car Farm might actually be recognised rather than Alder Car Farm. Yeah, you'll end up with all the Car Farm. All the Car Farm, yeah. But then we could just search for Car Farm. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Or Calf Harm. <laughs> It's actually a, a veal farm, car yeah. farm. Clearly. <laughs> Anybody? No, we no. don't. <laughs> <laughs> we're done with that. <laughs> to move on to the actual topic, maybe, instead of random bullshit. No, right. <laughs> well, don't necessarily move on from random bullshit, but maybe like miserly less random okay. bullshit. So what's going on with or you less guys? less specific random bullshit that no one else knows. <laughs> what's going on with you, Zag? Um, kitchen disasters. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> any tea-related I'm just, still having a quick think about any house-related activities that have been going on, but I don't think there has been. I got shoes. <laughs> Rob got shoes. What kind of shoes? <laughs> Wedding shoes. Yeah. I think I'm going to buy shoes tomorrow. Did you get... What kind did you get? Barkers. Barkers. Expensive shoes. The well, most expensive pair of shoes I've ever bought, in fact. <laughs> Can you say how much? No. Probably best not. <laughs> Today. Well, yeah, if anyone wants to find out how, how much weddings cost, <laughs> you can go and look it up. It's not exactly secret. <laughs> expensive, man. Well, you'll be able to wear them... One time ever. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, 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 they should, they should be reusable. Anytime I'm wearing a suit, is or like, <laughs> actually, they work quite well with like these jeans that I'm on, like, yeah. wearing right now. They didn't look too bad in just my casual ensemble. Yeah. Okay. What color are they? Uh, light tanny. Cool. Okay, they go well with jeans usually. It's Heavily okay. brogued. Oh, perfect then for for like nice jeans. No bro brogues. Yeah, they probably are bro brogues. <laughs> See, you didn't take advice of of, of uh, what's his face in the... <sighs> Kingsman. 
Yes. What's the guy's name? Um, what Colin Firth? Yeah, Colin Firth. Name, but yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't go for Oxford's instead of Briggs. No. Good for you. In fact, apparently, you... like the the plain shoe is supposedly the fashion now. So oh, whatever. Some dude in a sh- so some dude in a shop told me it's like, <laughs> oh man, no, you want you want to get the plane? And like the plane, the plane's where the fashion's at right now. And I'm like, oh, no, that's because of that. That's probably partly because of that film, and also because Maybe. like yeah. every, people have been wearing the the other ones have been in fashion for too long, and like the fashion police are like, no, it's got to flip over now. It's got to change now. Uh, whatever. Got to make sure you're wearing bin bags. Eco-friendly bin bags as footwear. It's the future. We're going to recycle Crocs and make proper shoes. It's eco-friendly. It's the future. Makes sense. Zach's still got his Crocs. Oh, I've still got his Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> He's still got Zach's Crocs. You they stay them? at Rob's house. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. They're basically my, they're my shoes for wearing in Rob's house when my outside shoes have shit on them. <laughs> not literal <laughs> shit, just stuff. <laughs> stuff, right. <laughs> Which may or may not include in... actual literal shit. <laughs> well, considering most of the stuff that's likely to get on my shoes come from, like, fields. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, could, could well include some, some significant portion of shit. <laughs> How much do you get out and go walking around Needham, especially now it's nice weather? Or Well, it's not well, that nice. <laughs> more it's now because it's nice weather. Yeah. Don't go out in the winter. Also, don't really go out that much in the summer. There's like a narrow window where it's like, it's moderately warm. <laughs> is this the time? Yeah, this is the time. Although most of the time, I'm not even... The shoes that I normally wear to Rob's house are like are my trainers, basically, and I don't wear them to go walking most of the time. I've got on my actual walking boots. Because <laughs> I know if I'm going to walk through a field, I might need slightly more better shoes. More better, it's true. Yeah, more better. Have you the found any new routes, or do you just use the exact same, go on the exact same walks that we used to like t- <laughs> 10, 15 years ago? It's really annoying. Like the area around this town, <laughs> the area around here has like a really limited selection of routes. You think it's just like farmland or whatever, and there's paths all over the place, and there is technically, but like not, they like all filter into each other, and there's not actually very many ones that make complete loops that are just ending up on the same bits. Oh, I see. So they kind of always like come back to the same same main same detour. Yeah. Chunk areas. So like that's why I well, that's one of the times when I've ended up going on ridiculous three hour walks because it's like I want to see something actually new. <laughs> they just want to walk around this same bit for half an hour that I do regularly. Do you walk towards Stone Market or whatever? Like we found some weird churches. No, you can't stuff really walk towards Stone Market, that's the trouble. No. In fact, really, it's like there's almost no route apart from, like, there's, it's like, it's almost a very narrow, like, strip that stretches out from one side of Needham that you can walk on. Because you can't go towards Stone Market, there's not very many paths that way. You can't really go towards it, so there's not very many paths that way. And you can't go the other way, because, like, you're coming up to the A14. <laughs> and there's no paths that cross that any longer. So you're stuck in this, like, one narrow strip that goes out the back. There, there are a couple of places on there where people just, like, where they're supposedly pedestrian crossings across the A14, but where they actually mean, actually, it's just a gap in the fence here, right? Well, yeah. What That's happens if you go up the valley away from the river, like, and keep going? Well, can't you just follow the river? Well, yeah, but then no. you're going along the river, and then at some point you have to come back along the river, because that's the only path, the river path. Well, sure, I guess it's not a loop, but... 
if you were trying to get to Stone Market, I mean. Well, yeah, I've done that. One time when I had to go into Stone Market for a job center thing or whatever, and my cart was broken down, I was like, well, shit, I've, I guess I'll fucking walk. <laughs> I'll wake up at six o'clock and just go. Jeez. That took a fucking long time, though. <laughs> Take longer than you think. Yeah, it's quite a long way, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> How long is longer than you think? I don't know, like two or three hours. Yeah, so I was about to say three hours, was my guess. And also, you know, it's the river path, so it's naturally slightly more wiggly. I wonder how long it would take me a walk to Needham from here. Probably three hours. Yeah, at least. You should do that. Sometime. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> okay. Well, if I was going to do it, I'd at least try and... Cycling it wouldn't be too bad. That wouldn't take very long, probably. If it was cyclable, you know, in all the, and not. Yeah, it's mostly cyclable. Well, my dad's got his fancy bike, and he's that's what ha- that's ha- what he does instead of walking nowadays. He goes out on his bike, and he was like, "You should get a bike," and because uh, it's because it's nice and convenient for going out, like, uh, and because you know, the thing that I don't like about walking is having to actually put different shoes on, and actually, <laughs> you know, like preparation yeah. is annoying. If I could just go, I'd probably do it more. <laughs> but because I have to go through this like slight amount of rigmarole. And so he's like, oh, you should ride a bike. And I'm like, that's not actually any less preparation. If anything, that's actually that's more. more you have to like maintain yeah. this bike. <laughs> so how long does it take you to put on like walking boots? What's the... <laughs> They're like three minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that really the biggest <laughs> obstacle? Well, it's like the boots and then... Like, you know, get my MP3 player out and <laughs> yeah sure this is that stuff. at that point you might as well just stay at home right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I can listen to music on my computer <laughs> uh, do you actually listen to music or podcasts on your little MP3 well it depends whether right? I've already listened to podcasts right <laughs> whether you're out of podcasts yes, I don't have that many podcasts to listen to I'm sure I could have if I wanted to. I mean, you've got 137 episodes of the Sourcast you could listen to. <laughs> I already do listen to the Sourcast most <laughs> of the time. We're so funny. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so is that the catchphrase you were looking for, Dad? <laughs> yeah. The catchphrase is, this is a podcast about video games. No. And it's time for the news. Does that count as a catchphrase? Really? Yes, I say it every single every episode. Time. <laughs> it's that a what? really bad one. Come up with something funnier. Is that defined as <laughs> a catchphrase, or is it actually just a, a thing we say? I think what what that one is, is a forced meme. <laughs> yeah, Because <laughs> Dan, is, Dan is intend, intending to say it every time. It is a forced meme, yeah. <laughs> and it's not funny, because forced memes are never funny. <laughs> it's not intended to be funny. It's intended, it's intended to, to be to, true, but maybe it isn't of, true anymore. Screw it. <laughs> it's intended to remind people while we're here, after we've talked for half an hour, of nothing like what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. So, by the way, if you've been listening to us for 20 minutes, if you intend on listening to the, rest, the other two hours of content, it's going to be about this. That's what he's basically saying. Or will so it? Well done, well done for listening to 20 minutes. I mean, <laughs> yes, well done for getting through our intro of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> if what you yeah, if what you came for was the video games, then it'd probably take some effort to get through this. <laughs> oh, we're critiquing ourselves again. Oh, no, from very nearly spilt beer all over the place, all over my balls. <laughs> that was a close one. News. 
Yeah, anyone, anyone actually got any news? It's that horrible, like, news! Well, we don't have it's any that news because it's E3 coming yeah, up. Yeah, so no news. It's like a month, less than a month to E3, probably about three weeks. And then, uh, but yeah, as a result, we're not hearing many leaks or anything ahead of the show. Everything's no, gone quiet. Well, I'm, not, yeah, anyway, I'm sure in the last like oh, yeah, one week, week before, before there'll be yeah. leaks. <laughs> week before there'll be stuff. <laughs> now it's the calm before the E3. Yeah, that's a uh, catchy, <laughs> catchy E3. Uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh... Have we really got nothing? Well, do you want the shittest news first? Yeah. Okay, shittest news is that you know Audio Surf Two came out. It's out. Of- Why is that shit? <laughs> you know, because it's not really bad. <laughs> you don't mean the news is bad. You mean it's no, like, it's just not bad. It's not bad news. It's bad news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Audio Surf Two is no longer in early access and isn't officially a thing. I thought about buying it, but then I didn't. Yeah, so, so did I. Know. I. I was like, you should buy Audio Surf One, you bitch. <laughs> I have. I have a copy of Audio Surf One. What are you talking about? How long have you had that for? Because we you played my yeah, account yeah, yeah. for ages. Oh, that's true. I did. <laughs> But yeah, no, I've, I've had an audio surf copy for ages. Was it in a humble bundle? Might well have. No, actually, I think it was a Steam sale. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Makes more sense. Yeah, just shut your face. <laughs> I'm, a le- I'm a legitimate game purchaser. <laughs> Apparently, it has a demo. I might actually try that. Oh, does it? Hmm. Although, what will the demo. Like, will you be able to load your own songs as a demo? That's important. Probably not. Because if I can't play. I buy the drugs. Yeah. How will I know whether it's good or not? <laughs> it's, it's, it is the yardstick by which all music games need to be judged. <laughs> and anything that accepts your own tunes, anyway, has to be subjected to Electric Six. <laughs> so, what's the deal you, you with to, Audio to Surf Two? Is my question. Well, it's, it's, it's basically a graphical overhaul. It looks quite. Oh. Well, it looks quite nice, yeah. and uh, okay. but there's a few new modes, including the slightly the one they were sort of touting from the start was this sort of wakeboarding. <laughs> yeah, I was mode. sort of glad to see that like there are other things that are that weird dude on the surfboard. Thing. Yeah, because that always looked weird to me, and I was like, I don't want to play that. That was strange. Yeah, yeah that was how they opened it. Well, mechanically, other than that, I actually don't know really that a great deal about what's changed, but it looks kind of neat. There's some neat sort of themey stuff they've done with some of the with the road. Like there's one that makes it look like you're sort of traveling through the a southwestern sunset sort of well, environment. There's one where it makes it look like an actual car driving on a road. <laughs> there's a few of those, actually. Yeah, the traffic actually now sort of looks like cars rather than like cubes and stuff. So it's... Yeah, so it's basically just a... Yeah, as far as I'm aware, the majority of it is just a graphical overhaul. But, but who knows? There may be more. There must be more to it than that, right? Otherwise, why, why make a sequel? Well, what, I re- what you'd really hope for is like better algorithms. <laughs> See if they can improve the actual ma- maybe. beat matching or whatever. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's better suited to different types or it is better at detecting the type of music and making it work to that type of music, perhaps. You know, because certain, certain tracks definitely worked better than others. Well, yeah. Or actually what happened to in a lot of cases of music that I listened to, it just ended up being a permanent downhill. Yeah. Like with very little lump or rhythm to it. Yeah, that's not what you want. Except for when you get like some elements of dubstep or something where there's sort of interesting silences between the, you know, minimal dubstep or something can be quite cool with that. You listening to a lot of minimal dubstep lately? <laughs> no, actually, no. But, you know, <laughs> what do you say? was a long time ago, man. I probably was back then. <laughs> but now, the sequel. 
Now I just don't listen to music. <laughs> fuck that shit. No. That's sort of what <laughs> yeah, music. Fuck like that. <laughs> Wait, like I've got because I never, I never. Oh, well, even past when you guys continued, I never got music anyway. Like, uh, so my all the music I have is either ancient or dumb shit that I've downloaded more recently, which is which is things that I like, which are dumb. But you can't listen to that forever. I guess or like game OSTs and things. Yeah. yeah. So it's like my playlist has been. Uh, eventually, I trimmed it way down to like. Th- these are the only songs that I don't skip. <laughs> so I guess these are the ones that actually need to be in my playlist. Well, yeah, so I've always did a pretty good job with the guest song thing, though. Well, yeah. You know, lesser known artists and stuff. All I've done recently for my... It was like my Winamp has had that the severely cut down playlist for a while. Mm. And then recently I've <laughs> added the... Playlist that just has all the Penny Arcade podcasts in because they're all like <laughs> right. they're all like twenty minutes and that's fine. I can just listen it to breaks them. up the tunes. I can listen to them be funny for a while, and <laughs> then I made a special playlist that only has the SimCity three thousand SimCity four music in for when I was playing City Skylines. Oh right! <laughs> it's like turn on their soundtrack. Let's have proper SimCity music <laughs> <laughs> with a bit of Industry Giant mixed in. I've only got like one track from Industry Giant. For I, some thought, reason. I thought Industry Giant songs were actually just like WAVs or MP3s or something. Like that. I, think they, I, think they, I don't think they were hidden. You can't fucking. Industry Giant doesn't run on anything any longer. That does not. No, it hasn't. I don't think it even ran on XP properly. <laughs> it was totally fuck. It's like it, this, it was this weird. Was it made during XP time. <laughs> well, sort of. It was this weird, like, incredibly sp- sp- specific engine that they made for that one game that one studio made for that one game and then basically that's why it doesn't work on anything else ever. <laughs> so you can no longer play Industry Giant 2. Can you not, or even the first? Uh, I don't can know. Can you not VM it? Or... Well, you might be able to VM it nowadays, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it must have been a while since you tried. Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> Industry Giant. Um, I think I might have tried it on Windows 7, but no, it doesn't work. <laughs> I was still, I'm still battling in my head about when Windows 10 upgrade happens, like whether I just move my Would machine go to 10. Yeah. Or am I, I think I'm going to go to issues or something like that? Because I would have to do an upgrade install on my main machine is, is what I'm worried about. We've discussed this several times. You're just going to get a new machine and then that will yeah, be the there'll Windows be, 10. Yeah, there'll be a significant amount of time between that, though. But, will there? Well, and I might try and run both machines is the thing. You can still do that and have one on the each. Oh, yep. Technically, can you, though, with the license key? I don't know. As long as you only connect one of them to the internet at the time. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, just true. So I'm not likely I'll have both of them turned on at any one time, but. Yeah, it's still a bit weird. Not quite sure what to do. I mean, I'm just a little bit worried that if I go for an upgrade, install certain things that I use will stop working. And there's well, no way there's no way to predict that. I think it's fairly guaranteed that some percentage of your music shit will stop working, regardless yeah. of whether you want it to. Or which, not. Is, which is what worries me. Yeah. <laughs> you had enough trouble getting it all 100 percent up and running on this machine, that then. Well, yeah, because music you... environments are just generally a pain in the ass. Hmm. That's why you still tried to keep the old old machines because you ever wanted to. Run music stuff on old machines. Well, yeah, I VM'd my last machine, didn't I? Because I could. If only your 
laptop hadn't actually been busted, you could have <laughs> kept that forever and had that just be your Windows XP music machine. That's true. Just, just firing it up. Oh man, that laptop was so bad though. <laughs> the mother laptop. The mother laptop, yeah. When it worked, for the, that brief year that it worked, no, two years, that it sort of held itself together. That time when it, it could easily play SimCity 4. Yeah. And we were like, fuck yeah. It's like, oh, let's yeah. both play SimCity 4 next to each other. <laughs> because, <laughs> I don't know. Because, oh yeah, that was it. Because we were trying to do the multiplayer, weren't we? Or something? No, <laughs> we weren't. Oh, no, we, we just both liked SimCity, I guess. There was no multiplayer, was there? No, I, no. I forget. Because we, we tried to do that thing in SimCity 4 where one person plays as one of the cities that you could have. Yeah, even area. I played in that. I Didn't I have the yes. biggest city in that stupid Yeah, I think thing. we did it on your, on your machine, didn't we, Dan? No, we did it on uh, mine, no. I think. Mm. Yeah. You could move the same. No, maybe we did so that. we did that, I Yeah. Sure. So what were the but, names um, of what are the names of your computers been the mother laptop? Uh, the mother the, laptop, uh, beef pooter. Beef pooter. <laughs> ice. <laughs> I'm, currently, I'm currently on ice. Um, What's the new one going to be? I haven't, I haven't got a clue actually. <laughs> it's probably going to be like freezer <laughs> section again. <laughs> well, they only called this one ice because it's got like a silver case and blue lights, and I was lacking in inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Because you're glacial, you go by glacial, so. But I guess, yeah. So you have to make but, up then, but then, should my next machine not be silver and blue? To like, should I segregate it more and make it like I don't know, green or something crazy? Red. Let's make it all red, <laughs> and then call it fire, so I can have fire and ice. Okay. Fire shit is the name as well. The burninator. <laughs> we'll just run it through the burninator. Who cares what your computer's called? The burn booster. <laughs> Because naming computers is important. No, it isn't. Never <laughs> say that. When you, I mean, you say it relatively quite a lot because you still have multiple machines. Well, yeah, okay, because you boot into. Do you I'm name your... I'm working with several machines at work simultaneously, so they all have genius names, names or less genius names, actually. But... What's your work machine upstairs called? PC Nine. <laughs> it's actually it's actually not got a good name. It's PC Nine. PC Nine. <laughs> Because it was the yeah, it was the name the work network gave it. It's got a longer Android. name than that, but it's effectively PC nine. PC nine. Um, Do you name no, your... like a lot of the test uh, like units we have at work are like named after some of them are named after Formula One drivers. <laughs> so we've got like Hamilton okay. um, and Button is a surface. Right. And <laughs> yeah, I don't like that themed bloody meeting rooms or whatever. Like Trainline has all train. I think I'm working in a, a meeting room called Smokestack. I, <laughs> I kind of like that. I'm working in the co- Smokestack, yo. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But it doesn't seem... Some of them seem to be named... I'm after smoking stations. fat so, stacks. Yeah. But it's like... it's quite, That one is quite good because there's three meeting rooms in a row along the wall. And I think they're like labelled smokestack is at the right hand side and then the one in the middle is boiler and then the one on the left is firebox or something like that so it's like oh that actually makes well, sense that sort of makes sense yeah don't burn me in the firebox man at least they're not actually themed like the bloody Rama ones which have like uh, it's called the ski lodge because it's literally a ski lodge like inside or or it's a motorbike maintenance shed that also doubles as a Meeting room. So <laughs> okay, we'll go, we'll go to the shed. Yeah, yeah. Or the or living the room, which is literally just like a living room, but they use that with complete with sofas and bookshelves and everything. That's kind of cool. The lounge. Did you call it the lounge? 
Lounge Lounge is better than living room. Yeah, it's a bit too American though. Lounge. Only if you say it American. No, no one says lounge, do they? <laughs> people say like front room. What do you say? Yeah, Zach? people, I can't people do say front. You say front room. Yeah, usually. Okay, I think I think my rents definitely call it front room. Your room isn't even in the front though, Zach. Arguably, it is. It's like on the furthest no, away from the row of houses. It's on the front and back. Hmm. So it doesn't actually go all the way. Well, is the front of the house relative to the very, front door, like, though? Well, in that case, it does go. It is on the wall with the front door as well. Hmm. Technically, it could be a front room. It's allowed. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's allowed. It's allowed. I allow it. <laughs> Whereas, when, when, if you're going by that logic, then my house isn't isn't exactly a well. My parents' house isn't exactly a front room, is it? Because it's off to the side, kind of yeah. in the same yeah, sort I of guess. way. Yeah. And there's no window there. Same to with the your front. one. So, yeah. but your one's got a window to the front. Window, it's got a window to the front. So, uh, by my logic, it counts. <laughs> what do you call it? I technically actually call it the living room. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's the living room. My grandma's house. I don't, I don't like the sound of it, but that's what I call it. Yeah. One of my grandma's houses actually had an actual front room where it was like it was like a dining room, so it had a proper dining table and you know nothing else in it basically, mm. and it never got used. It was like it was like a proper front room. You never right. use it apart from sort of like parties or whatever. Oh, right, I see. Right. Christmas. Or was it yeah. at the front? So you had to leave yeah, so people through the front. it. Yeah, you had to leave, leave, leave people through it the whole time, just to say, "Hey, look, well, look, look, look at this fancy room that you're not going to be in." You did go through it, but it was like it was the only room at the front of the house. So you come in the front door, and you basically just had to walk like ten feet down the down the <laughs> corridor next to this room that no one ever goes into to get to the, rest <laughs> of the house. Yeah, <laughs> I think Sally and Nigel had a similar thing. Henry. Yeah, I think I, I know places that are like that. Yeah, that people. I really don't that. like. It. Those, well, I'm, you know, I don't like those houses where you open the front door and you're in the living room. That is weird. Yeah. Have you been in um, one of those? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I'm not too much of a fan. I not can't fan. get the practicality, but. Yeah, sure, but not a fan. I mean, where does all your coats and shit go? <laughs> yeah, you have to keep them in the living room, I guess. Stick them on the couch. It's where your cushions come from. You're actually. We don't need cushions because when we need cushions, we'll have our coats with us, and when we don't, we'll be out and we'll have our coats. Yep, it works out. Efficiency, cost saving advice from Robco. More news, not that Robco wants you to save costs. <laughs> There's no news, let's <laughs> just keep talking about <laughs> coats. <laughs> <laughs> There's news. There's news. Like yeah. there's been one. Well, it's sort of announcement. It's not really an officially announced. There was an announcement for an announcement, but it's turns out EA are going to make a new Need for Speed, <laughs> but yeah. they're rebooting it apparently, and it's just going to be called Need for Speed. Right. Well, the Fast and the Furious film made some money, so yeah, it does look like they're going in that direction again. So it looks like it's probably going to be a sort of remake of, or at least a revisiting of the ideas that Need for Speed Underground had. That was the only, necessarily like, bad. quite good one. <laughs> yeah, Under- Underground kind of stood out. At the time, it was quite technically impressive. Yeah. It ran pretty well on the mother laptop, by the way. Um, <laughs> had some interesting things, like the drag racing game, and it was actually kind of interesting. It's a little simple. 
because you didn't really steer the car. You only you pushed to change lanes, and uh, the 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 focus was on you getting your shifting correct. And stuff mm. like that. So it was more of a mini game than an actual game, but it was kind of cool. It was nice presentation and stuff. So yeah, maybe if they fast and furious is, is it enough uh, that it will be all right. I mean, come on, because the last few Need for Speed games have just not excited us at all, have they? What was it you no. played Most Wanted? That was the last one you tapped, yeah. was it? And there was that the, the one they did when the X-Bone and PS4 launched. I can't even remember what that was called. Was that another Most Wanted or something? Mm, no. I've got no idea. No. I really don't. But that there was no part of that that looked interesting. I mean, is it the Burnout Criterion or whatever? It, I doubt it. Because Criterion are supposedly working on that mystery project. <laughs> yes, their mystery drive a lot of things game. Because <laughs> don't forget, that was pretty much all we got out of E3 last year was oh, yeah. concepts of games that they don't really know what the fuck they are anymore. Of which I think at least two of them have since been cancelled. What happened to Edge 2? Well, yeah, they've, they've teased that before, haven't they? <laughs> that they're thinking about it. <laughs> That's pretty much all they meant. It's like they're thinking about it. This is beyond good and evil 2 all over again. <laughs> God damn it, when is that ever going to happen? Oh, yeah. Jeez. What, that never happened, did it? It never what? happened. Oh, Same as Last Guardian. <laughs> Come on. They did put together like a teaser for Mirror's Edge 2, didn't they? Because sort everyone, of, yeah. everyone was like, yeah. everyone was like, oh, yeah, Mirror's Edge 2. And then it showed, showed her using a gun. It was like, no, <laughs> yeah. you've done it again, you idiots. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yes. Yeah, it's like, no, no, no. No, you're still not quite going in the right direction with this. <laughs> I suppose it was always a choice in those games, but sort of, yeah, not really. It's kind of, but it's some sections of that that were really hard to get through without without murdering dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of its sort of flaws, and there's an inherent problem, isn't there, of just running away from people with guns. Mm. They didn't need to have guns. No, they no. could very easily have made this dystopian future or a future where no one has guns, even the cops, because yeah. no one needs guns, because no one has guns. It would have been perfectly fine. Just go fucking crazy with it. Have everything have giant hammers. Like Even the helicopters just fire giant hammers. Like, boom! <laughs> <laughs> Probably make it a more, more awesome game. Maybe they could have had some kind of first-person Batman combat. I don't know how maybe. that would work. No. It would be really, really motion sickness inducing as if it wasn't already. Yeah. But it d- didn't seem to stop them. So well, That was the only reason they put that dot in the middle of the screen to try and stop people yeah. from having, having motion sickness issues. Mm. And it actually ended up being a useful indicator as well for when, like, didn't you have, like, a special... Oh, you had a slow down time ability, didn't you, for certain combat yeah. situations? Mm. Uh, yeah, that's all blinked blue slightly when that was ready to go. Uh, yeah, so you know, EA. Let's, let's hope we see some stuff out of EA this year because you know, well, that'll probably even, be it. They had a pretty good year last year in terms of the games they put out uh, compared to most other people, but uh, you know, their E three was pretty bad. So let's 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 hope there's something there. It's like the, presumably, it, it's the question of like, is it still too early to talk about Mass, the new Mass Effect, or is it still too early to talk about Criterion's project? Or 
<laughs> well, apparently not, because they already did. <laughs> They've talked about it in their, in their desperate attempt to fill to a, fill a conference. conference with anything. Yeah. They can't not talk about it this time, because everyone will think it's been cancelled or something. Well, while we're on this subject, there's eight conferences this year. Well, sort eight, of. Eight press events. It's like It's gone from five to eight. I mean, five was already quite a lot, really. But, like... So you've got the usual, the big five are still doing it. So you've got your EA, Ubisoft, Microsoft, Sony, and Ninty, sort of. Yes, but Nintendo isn't a conference. No, it's not a conference, it's, but it is a, like a, like a, yeah, it's still a video we're going to watch. <laughs> um, and, but now you've got Bethesda doing its own event, which I, I'm hoping means something that in order for them to fill an event, there's got to be more than just more than perhaps doom and fallout yeah there's got to be some other stuff i'm I'm guessing there's probably an elder scrolls thing well they'll probably just fill a bunch of time talking about fucking elder scrolls online coming to console to consoles yeah that i yeah i'm with you that's almost certainly gonna happen um i hope actually thinking about it i hope sony's conference is shorter this year and they won't be (laughs) no but it it depends entirely if they get someone on to talk for talk to half for half an hour about a tv show nobody cares about or a book (laughs) yeah no one wants to watch did anyone did anyone watch powers i I really want to know if that if that became a thing has it even happened yet i don't (laughs) know we have no idea Just get it out of my conference, man. It's like, and I know how passionate this guy must have been for it, but God, that was a dull 20 minutes. Or however long it was. It felt like forever. Good third of the conference. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Yeah, so we've got them. Uh, Square Enix are doing their own thing. Is that actually oh, really? a proper conference though? Yeah, yeah, it's a proper conference. Do like, what, like Final Fantasy Fantasy? So yeah, Final Fantasy Fifteen, Tomb Raider, yeah, Tomb Raider. basically all the games. They actually have a lot of games. They, they have, have quite games. a quite a busy year, yeah, which is unusual for them, I suppose. Just Cause Three, is, no, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. No. no, 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 that's this year apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that will be that conference. There'll be those four games at least, and then you've got the weird one. You heard anything about this one before I even mention it? I have not. It's the AMD PC AMD presents the PC gaming conference or something like that. It's got a terrible uh, fucking name. Uh, 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 but yeah, it features a number of PC focused. It makes sense if Steam did one, but they never would. No. Not Steam, sorry, Valve, sorry, not Steam. I don't even yeah, I don't even know if Valve are at this PC gaming thing. Probably they don't not. even turn up usually to E3. The, the only person I know that are gonna have a bit at this is Blizzard. Right. Um they're doing a little bit. Um, and the thing is like three hours long, apparently. Um, and I've read a lot of stuff about people predicting, actually, it's probably going to be a few announcements at the start, followed by some sort of round table discussion okay. <laughs> about the state of PC gaming. Um, so who knows what's coming out of that? Well, the only game that I've seen anything AMD in for ages is Dirt Rally. <laughs> Sure. It has uh, that AMD logo at the start. Well, <laughs> just because it's AMD Presents doesn't mean well, it's no. an AMD focused game. But that's literally the only AMD thing I've seen for ages. Yeah. Well, I mean, I only didn't remember they get... it in Dirt 3. Because but... the AMD have been annoyed. Is it AMD being annoyed about NVIDIA and, and the, the stupid hair effects or something in Witcher 3? It's a similar thing to Tomb Raider. It's not Tress Effects, it's some other thing, isn't it? I've no yeah, idea. they've got their own hair tech for Witcher Free. Yeah, oh. like oh, you you like sabotage the performance or whatever. But in general, it's like just turn that thing off, <laughs> even yeah, on Nvidia. 
Like, sure, Trez effects did did this, take quite a lot out of Tomb Raider, but it was a cool effect. I had it on most of the time. Even at this point, after I don't know, I can't even begin to say how many years. Probably at least ten. We're still at the point where there's two competing hair technologies, and one three <laughs> D graphics card can't handle it, so you just turn it off on that one, just yeah. like black and white. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Actually. Yeah. Yep. Standard. <laughs> Hair tech. Hair is hard. That's all we've proven in the last decade, is that hair is hard. At least in the case of like Tomb Raider and The Witcher, it's it's like required because these people these are people's hair heads with hair on them. Rather than black and white two where it's just like We've made these two characters the the like in oh well the two characters and then I guess the creatures as well. Yeah. It's like you could have made them less hairy, particularly the consciences. <laughs> yeah. It's like the the evil one, why does he have hair at all? He, he could just be totally bald. That would make perfect sense for a demon. It could have been a skin imp. In fact that's how I remember him. I don't remember him having hair. Well it's because you didn't turn it on. I guess. Yeah. In black and white too, where he got oh, fuzzy. I didn't, I didn't play black and white too, so maybe that's it. Whereas the beard guy obviously has a beard, but then he had all this extra unnecessary hair to make it even worse. <laughs> Shave your arms, man. Shave your arms. <laughs> I love how the evil conscience had just a really thick Brooklyn accent. <laughs> mm. Classic. It's got all of the accents in that game are messed up. <laughs> yep. I mean, the English ones in anything by Bollywood are just embarrassingly awful, like West Country accents for some reason. Yeah. Like, really exaggerated for some reason. He Bollywood must have directed them to do that. Yeah, it's no, he is not West Country, is he? So, like, I don't know where he it isn't. I'm just saying, like, you know, oh, you've got this. Notion. He thinks it, he he thinks it sounds like medieval. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we ain't going nowhere till we've got some wood grain, wood. whatever we need. <laughs> they didn't have that bad accent. <laughs> No, oh, those right. guys. They were right, I guess. But in Fable, it got worse. Well, yeah. I mean, in Fable 2, it got worse again. No, in Fable 3, they had John Cleese. <laughs> True that. True story. True that. <laughs> News. News! All right, what else is happening? Uh, Project Cars probably won't be coming out on Wii U after all. Okay. Well, after the developers have basically come out and said, "Look, we just can't get the performance out of this." Like the, the, at last check, they were doing roughly twenty-five frames per second out of the game, and they're just like, "No, it's just not good enough." So they might not release it. They oh, probably cool. won't. It's like, regardless, I'm sort of impressed they tried this much. Yeah, yeah. Was it like a promise, a Kickstarter promise, or something? Because that—that's probably why. That's a good question. Yeah, that probably is what they were going for. Yeah. They're letting people down that back the project because they own an inferior console. Well, it's not inferior, but it's not exactly ideal for, for hardcore racing Well, games. no. I suppose the idea was that maybe you could use the gamepad as a uh, steering wheel. No. <laughs> maybe. 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 Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, Oculus have purchased a UK-based AR company called Surreal Vision. Um, Good. Buy them all up. Yep. 
in order they, they they're sort of AR focused with a specialization in recreating like actual locations in 3D with the you know oh, the right. idea of you being the, at an actual place. So in the kind of presumably they're at some they're in some sort of modeling, I guess, where they sort of can scan an environment and be all like, right, this is what that environment looks like. We're going to turn that into uh, an engine and then we're going to put some AR stuff in it or whatever. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like what Oculus want to do is they want to be able to do what the Valve thing does, but without the putting the sensors, you know, putting the things I, in the I board. read this differently. By recreating an environment, I figured they meant this is going to be them rendering somewhere that you're not it's a way oh, of capturing, capturing a room say or a location oh, okay. and having okay. it so they can represent it this actually is, is somewhat supported i think by what facebook said when they originally purchased oculus that they were tempted at the uh, the reason yeah. why they bought oculus was because of the platform opportunities and maybe them and microsoft you know because of microsoft being quite a stakeholder and facebook and all that garbage see potential in like meetings where everyone's wearing vr headsets and they're actually in the same room with each other a bit like the glasses in kingsman sure but then surely yeah. hololens is better suited to something like that i don't know you think so because then you're still in your normal environment but you're projecting the people images of people yeah. into it which could totally work until you have people walking through tables and stuff and it going weird <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah that happened yeah, in the in the in a week of light news that might be worth mentioning, maybe. Probably zero application maybe. to games, maybe. Unless they're gonna like I don't know, take their location scanning stuff to Did we talk about the minimum re- the, the system requirements that Oculus put up for like uh gaming in general with the Oculus? Well, I think we might have hinted at it last time, but isn't it like recommended nine seventy or something? Yeah, it was like nine seventy. Yeah. In fairness, that is what Codemasters recommend for Dirt Rally, apparently, is a 970. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Weird. I'm sure it must run quite nice on... Yeah, it ran all, ran all right on my 670. I mean, I do have a 970, uh, but that's only because I recently upgraded or whatever. And I, I think it's not going to be enough for, like... You know, it's it's going to be great. I mean, my 970 is going to be great for my screen for for quite a while to come, but I don't think it's going to be enough for, like, the latest games on Oculus, like probably given the resolution and the fact that you have to double it. Eh, I'm used to trying to get things to work in 3D kits. So I'm used to the uh, sacrifices you may have to make. Yeah. It's going to make And you know, sick. just because the screen of Oculus is like that res, you don't necessarily actually have to run the game at that res if you're okay with it. You know? Yeah, I guess not. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, what else we got? Take two are suing the BBC over that GTA drama thing they're making. Oh, whatever. Daniel Radcliffe, isn't it? Yep. Because uh, yeah. apparently they couldn't come to an agreement about how they, you know, the trademarks were being used. Um, and so I think Take Two probably felt that the GTA name might have been being. I don't know, put in a bad light, I guess is right. the way to say it. Or besmirched. Being... Yeah, that, I, I was, I was, I had that exact word in my head, I but I was, I, I was having a moment where it's just like, I'm not 100 percent sure that's right here. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to say because I've been, I used that word recently, um, um, and now people are taking the mick out of me for saying, but not really taking the mick, but keep using the word besmirched. Besmirched, now, besmirched is a great people, word. I know, I think it's a good word, and I used it appropriately, but they were like, meh. 
I'm besmirching me. <laughs> besmirching my good name. Besmirch. Don't besmirch, besmirch the name of Grand Theft Auto. It's libel. It's libel. So, yeah, who knows what's happening with that. Apparently, like, the title of that so far, or the, the, the working title, at least, is Game Changer. All right, that's okay. Could be worse. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's an old film. I tried looking it up at one point. I'm pretty sure there's something else called Game Changer. Oh, like, a, like, a, like a poop film from the 80s or something. It's probably about terrorists attacking the White House or something. <laughs> that sounds exactly like that kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. Has it got Denzel Washington in it? As the president. Yep. I think it's the Hauser brothers or whatever, didn't it? That, that run GTA or whatever. They didn't come in until GTA 3, I don't think. No, so maybe that's the... Well, part of the story was about the whole Jack Thompson thing, which is sort of GTA 3 time as well, so... Right, yeah. It's probably around that time. Probably won't yeah. have much of, like, DMA. Oh, probably won't... No, probably won't be that stuff. Or maybe that is. Maybe it's about the, the you know, the change from that team to what Rockstar became, you know. Yeah, quite different. I still like the first Grand Theft Auto. Kill Frenzy. Molotov cocktail. <laughs> Jingo. Oh yeah, Kill Frenzy. They changed it to Rampage, didn't they? It's just not the same. For GTA 3, and then got rid of it completely, didn't they? After Actually, that. there are Rampages in GTA 5, but they're only for like Trevor. But they are full on, full <laughs> on Rampages. <laughs> yeah, they're there. But they're, they're, they're like individually done or whatever, so they're themed or whatever. Okay. Huh, weird. Yeah. Because there weren't, there weren't. So I guess it sort of makes sense. Yeah, I guess yeah. it sort of makes sense in Trevor's case. But yeah, exactly. Well, that's why they've got the excuse to do it now. They've got if with the Trevor character. They were like, "Oh, we can bring back Kill Frenzies." <laughs> the Kill Frenzies were always like bonkers, weren't they? Like there was like GTA Two at least introduced the like where you picked up a Frenzy and you get given a weapon or something and you had to use that weapon. Yeah, that was how it worked, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah, oh, was like it? Okay. flamethrower or something. I think that's how yeah. it worked in, in one, even. In one, okay. Like well, the Electro Fingers yeah. Challenge, I always remember. For some reason. Like GTA 2, it's like, for some reason, lightning just comes forth! Lightning. GTA 2 was a cool game. Both of them are kind of cool. I maybe kind of wonders why they didn't ever really try and go back to that. That's the two D formula, or at least try something like that. Well, that's the Chinatown Wars thing. That was yeah. That's the only one I can think of, and that was people seem to like that. Yeah, I tried playing it on an iPhone. It's like, nope, this is a DS game. This is not playable. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think it was free for like a day or or something. I remember. I definitely didn't buy it. I was like, nope, this is good. Yeah, the DS might not have been the platform for that, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, we shall see about the BBC. I'm sure it'll be probably not that good. Uh, That's all I've got. That is all I've got. (sighs) News is over, man. Okay. News is over. Do we have any. I watched watched something. Well, actually, sort of news, like not news. This is not news about not news. Okay. Like, I watched one of those, uh, like, Larry Herb, Major Nelson thing this week on Xbox things the other day. And he was talking about something. Oh, no, I can't remember the name of it now. It was like Killer Instinct something. Like, 
like there's a, there's a there's a killer instinct thing. What's this? It was, it was a dumb name, like Killer Instinct Millions or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, which he then totally went on to not talk about. Like he even introduced it, and it was like, we're going to talk about this, 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 and this, and then didn't talk about it, unless it's a running joke in the show. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Not news news. That really was. Yeah, I can't. I can't. The problem is, is, I can't remember what the bloody hell we even said now. So you know, cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you looking forward to? Like, e, like E three wise, what do you reckon is going to happen? I mean, is it too early for predictions? Hmm. Uh, we well, it's it going to two weeks be... <laughs> and then do what? predictions. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we don't. We we don't predict things. That's, that's not how it works with us. We don't actually know anything about <laughs> the industry. We just predict really obvious things that we know are going to happen anyway. Like sure. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, for example. Yeah, where would that show, though? <laughs> well. No one has any hopes for that, though, because of the what the hell are so- what? what the hell is Sony going to show, though? Sony, Sony are going to have to show something. No Man's Sky, obviously. <laughs> Again, yeah. But Uncharted has been pushed. <laughs> So it doesn't mean they can't show it. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll definitely show some more Uncharted. That looked amazing yeah. last time, so it always looks did, amazing, to be honest. Yeah, did look good. But then, like, what are Sony going to say to get us excited for 2015, is what I mean. Like, what else is up their sleeve? Because I really don't know. I don't know. Another I don't know what's going on with God video of games. War, probably. Yeah. I like. I mean, Microsoft have obviously got, have got some obvious ones. Like Halo Five is obviously going to be talked about, and oh, the Gears of War thing will be oh, talked yeah. about. Forza Six will be talked about. Forza Six. Yeah, Forza Re- Six is coming out this year. This year already. Yeah, that seems quite quick. Oh, well. That's two years since Forza Five. Mm, yeah, that's true. But they barely managed to keep their promises about supporting Force 5. <laughs> well, they added some stuff. Yeah, eventually. We got the Nürburgring. <laughs> and a couple of extra tracks. They, they did all right, I think, with Force 5. You know, they added stuff for free. So who can complain with that? Well, you can't complain about the free stuff. You can com- But the stuff that you were complaining about was why the stuff was free. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. What you mean? The sort of just not that many courses. Yeah, the not, kind not of general ribbons. sort of poopy, poopy aura that surrounded Forza Five <laughs> seemed to be run. Uh, yeah, Forza Five was all about the microtransaction or the the matrix, as we were calling them at the time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was rotten with matrix, but, but it was alright, a good game. I think, like in general, I prefer it to Horizon, but. Or at least it keep me kept me hooked more than Horizon did. But, oh yeah, yeah. I think well, there's something about like because Horizon is, as I said before, like when we talked about it, it's more about driving than it is about racing. That perhaps the hook of Forza Five was that you know I'd had something to fight against more. Right. Yeah. I didn't, really, I didn't really get into the competition of Horizon. It was Element. more like, well, I'm just going to do these things. Yeah. 
even oh, if man. these things only owned, uh, only earns me like nine percent completion by the time I finish the finale. <laughs> it's like, oh god, this game is enormous. I was watching some Burnout Three gameplay on YouTube. It's like, why can't they make a game like this? God damn it! It's oh amazing. man, Burnout Three. Oh, so good. What a game. Yeah. Even wanna... whatever Burnout Four was, it's a good game. Come on, Criterion. Make sure yeah, you're... Whatever it is you're making, you better pull it out of the bag. Come yeah, on. better be. If it's half as good as that, then... What are Ubisoft going to show this year as well? Like, I don't actually... I mean, they're going to show Syndicate, surely. I mean, no. Assassin's Creed <laughs> yeah, Syndicate, not, not Syndicate. Syndicate. I don't even know who owns Syndicate. Is that EA? Or... I think uh, so, yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it definitely will be, because it's like... Bullfrog oh, it's on stuff, Origin, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, yeah. 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 I heard, I saw a rumor that there's going to be a new XCOM game announced. Yeah, I was just thinking, like Ooh. XCOM, like if someone made a Syndicate game that was as good and like true to the original as like XCOM Enemy Unknown, the, or, yeah, because that's it, what, the, the second for Axis team, isn't it? And they've been somewhat quiet for a while. Yeah, and that game was amazing. I love that XCOM game. Yeah, what's it called again? Enemy Unknown. Enemy Unknown. Yeah, right. But what are they going to do for the next one? They can't just make Terror from the Deep. That'd be funny, but that's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> That'd be very funny. No, I reckon they'll carry on with it. The, they'll they'll play it relatively safe if they're going to sequelize it. I reckon. Yeah, but you can't make a sequel to that game because as little story as it had, it was a contained story. Well, and yeah. it was over. Yeah, <laughs> and it's mechanically sound and and quite. I don't know how you could. And like internally balanced. I yeah, guess. I mean, even with the expansion, the expansion added a little bit, but I'm not 100 percent sure you could go much further without sort of starting to break it. You know, you'd have to do something fundamentally different. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. the one thing that everyone wants to see is like some kind of random map generation. If you're going to make a tactical game, for God's sake. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Less of the repeating stages. <laughs> and they sort great. of want like. Uh... The stupid invade your base combat thing. I don't yeah. know if that would work, but I mean, it's an obvious. Well, well that's that. actually not with the ant farm style base anyway. Well, like, it could. You just have to like reinterpret the sideways view slightly differently. I guess your base was would, your base would end up being like quite thin and tall. It's, I guess because of how ant farm would convert. Well, yeah, the ant farm kind of worked because well, they made it like that because they wanted the concept of digging, didn't they? And well, that you. Sort of still had that in the original part. Yeah. From it was like each individual particle base had to be linked, so you had to build like a. It was like building a tunnel, mm. <laughs> only from the top down perspective. Right, dungeon keeper, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon that'd be cool to see. That'd be cool to see because that was a hell of a game. Yeah, that game just, yeah. just doesn't seem like there's any way they can really easily do it. No. And have it make logical sense in an XCOM universe style. I'm not going to, but this talk is making me want to play XCOM. God damn. <laughs> this doesn't happen to me with very many games like that like oh man, that game's so good. That game is awesome. I think <laughs> if I had the expansion I could totally go go for it right now. But there's too much to t- there's too much new stuff to play. Go play the original, that would get rid of that. Oh yeah, go yeah, yeah, go play the DOS version and be all like, yeah, fuck this shit. Well, you'll probably be doing that next week at this rate, Zach. Probably. <laughs> you do return to it with fairly regular frequency. It hasn't been long enough yet. I can still I can still remember 
like the exact way to do everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which not not that that's ever not been the case after I learned how to do it. I always eventually remember where it's like, oh, you have to get the oh, lasers yeah, yeah, yeah. first or whatever. <laughs> I know which thing to research to get the right stuff quickly. I guess that's the thing. The original XCOM had, was more of a, a roguelike in that sense. In a, in, in a, in, you know, in the very so, vague sense of what roguelike now means. In the, you know, theoretically, actually, the new XCOM is theoretically a roguelike, apart from you just never let anyone die because <laughs> no. you just don't. Yeah. There were ways around. Unless you are. If they actually managed to rebalance the game in a way where it made sense to actually let people die, then that could be an actually new sort of way of playing it. I guess that's why they added iron mode effectively to make it a bit like Civ, so like going back is hard. Well, yeah, but if they made it so that it was like a squad based tactics game where where losing one or two guys wasn't an instant failure, (laughs) then you could actually make it like actually be able to lose people and have like multiple squads and that kind of stuff. See, what XCOM needs is Vice <laughs> to just charge into every situation and win. Okay. <laughs> we need to do a crossover with Valkyrie. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Even an XCOM style, like an XCOM style game with the Valkyrie Chronicles setting would be pretty cool. Or vice versa. <laughs> Wait, what? Like do an XCOM style, like... Tile-based... Map. More tile-based sort of that sort of strategy stuff, but doing the Valkyrie But then exactly the same in the other direction but works as well. As basically, both. the only thing that is different between the two is, two is being tile-based or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, the direct control element and the sort of real-time, semi-real-time fudgery that Valkyria does. Semi-real-time fudgery. There you go. That's the, that's the technical term. I will be using that in my uh, next developers conference. Okay. <laughs> semi real time fudgery and the art thereof. Besmirch away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if they did do XCOM like Valkyria Chronicles? Like with that sort of movement? Because it's I think that's an underused idea. <laughs> Oh yeah. Or what if the next com is actually the next X com? The next com. <laughs> the next com. <laughs> the next X. That's what it's going to be called. Next com. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what if the next X com is actually a step back and they've gone more advanced warsy with it? Because you know, the, where's advanced wars, buggers? <laughs> oh yeah, that is a problem. Oh, I was looking at the eShop area, and you know how there's the the third in the in the Pushmo series. Stretch Mo. Stretch Mo. Guess what that's called in the, in the EU version? I can't remember what the EU version of Pushmo is called. It's not Pushmo, is Pushmo it? Pushmo is, is pool blocks. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Where's that Crash Mo? That's probably Crash Blocks, right? No. Uh, or was that, that might have been pool blocks. Okay. I think Pushmo was... No, I don't remember. Blocks? <laughs> well, the, anyway, the most recent one, which is called Stretch Mo... Mm. in US territories I guess (laughs) for some reason the EU version is called Full Blocks which is like what? (laughs) maybe one of them was called Fall Blocks Fall Blocks that's it yeah so Full Blocks Full Blocks it's like a terrible name Full has nothing to do with stretching what how did you come to that? but even Pull Blocks is a terrible name like Push Mo Crash Mo and Stretch Mo are clearly better names yep clearly clearly (laughs) 
They're more distinctive anyway than pull blocks. What am I doing? Well, you're pulling blocks. It's with an X, though. If it was push blocks, it's like you're pushing blocks. What, like sucker bent? No, not quite. I mean, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're in this this whole sort of like how do you describe the game territory? Speaking like, of soccer, push oh, push mo, right? Got yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of soccer, man, you see what else coming out on Steam this week? Chips Chance too. Fuck yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is news actually. <laughs> They finally resolved the copyright issues that prevented them from putting out Chip Challenge 2 for I meant 15 to... years or whatever. 25 or thought, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah a, a long time. I think they, they actually like they spent the last five years trying to get it back or something. <laughs> but they sort of the guy basically gave up after like the copyright stuff well, like, it was, went down. It didn't then... seem like it was going to be important after he released a new game that was called Chunks Challenge and it was just like <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Why was he worried? He could have just gone into the Chips Challenge 2 programming and, like, edited the text. It would have taken about three seconds. Yeah. Because it was probably not very difficult to edit. But for some reason, it made a whole different game. I I really don't know the story. It sounds like... Well, I don't know why he made Chuck's Chuck's Challenge. It sounds semi-interesting. By all accounts, it wasn't as good as Chips Challenge, (laughs) despite it being a significantly more modern game. Chips Challenge 2. Yeah. Totally exists. It's exactly the same as Chips Challenge 1, except it's, it's basically like, what it, it, is like, you might as well consider it a DLC for Chips Challenge 1. It's just like more levels. Advanced Chips right. Challenge, I suppose. Yeah. With Melinda the Mental Marvel. Which apparently she was always in Chips Challenge 1. I never knew yeah. the story of Chips Challenge because I don't remember the Windows 3.1 version ever actually having story. No. I just remember it just boot into the first level as far as I remember. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, didn't, Kai do that as well in games like that. Yeah. Maybe it was in the help file. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> that old source. <laughs> That's how I refer to like people these days. Oh, you old source. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would say that you can refer to people as the help file. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually even better. Hey, Zach, you help file. <laughs> I like that quite a lot. It's kind of double-edged. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the tone you use. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. You're such a help file. Or, oh, thanks, Zach. You're such a help file. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that happened. <laughs> yep. Chip Towns 2 is a thing. I, I had one of those moments when I saw it pop up, which is like, is this actually a new release? Or is it like, yeah. is, it, is it just come to Steam for some reason? Yeah. But no, it turns out it hadn't actually ever been released before properly. Probably existed in, <laughs> in that Wares land. I don't know. Oh. Wares. Any more news? No. <laughs> fucking out of fucking news. Jesus. <laughs> Oh. We, did it, we made it work. We made it work. It's fine. Sort of. news. We can keep the newsroom staff on. Staff so for what you've been playing. What you've been playing. Woo. Who? Who? Big person, Dan. Big person. Well, you, you normally decide who talks. I never do. <laughs> you have to pass the speaking stick. But I can't decide. Okay, um, Rob, you go first. All right. Alright. No. Okay, pick an order. Pick an order, right? Big to small or small to big? 
Hmm. <laughs> this is like big the, the well, we had already had the pre-podcast discussion of whether Rob should have a big beer or not. Yeah, and we, it turned out the big beer was very big, <laughs> so we turned to side on the small one. <laughs> Are you going to do so the let's same start thing with here? Small games, I guess. Let's start with small. Okay. Yeah, no, actually, I think small, small, small to big is probably the more interesting way around to do this. <laughs> really? Okay, let's do it. Or probably not. Depends on your enthusiasm. Like, start with the sh- the shit. <laughs> <laughs> not just small, but also shit. Well, k- kinda. So I'm going to start with Castle Storm, the definitive edition. Okay. <laughs> that was May's game with gold on Xbone. Um, and it's. I think it's effectively a. a consoleization of an iPad game. Um, and it's possibly one of the least, I don't know, inspired things I've played in a while. They've basically taken concepts from like a number of other games that have existed for a while and tried to mash them together with somewhat successful results, it has to be said. So it's got the, the most obvious uh Comparison is with Angry Birds, but with two people playing it simultaneously. Um, so you have a ballista at the front of your castle. You're trying to shoot stuff at the other person's castle in order to destroy it while they're also doing the same thing. And there's a sort of race mechanic to that as well. Simultaneously, you're playing a tower defense game in which you're sending troops to walk along the floor um, to defeat the troops coming from the other side. Uh, lest they break down your door and start taking your flag back to their base, which is also a win condition. Um, And, of course, you having a ballista or, you know, birds to throw, and there is actually a bird you can throw from your ballista. (laughs) Just just saying, there is a bird. It's probably quite angry. And you can fire it. Uh, You can also, you know, you have to manage this, this troop thing as potentially another way of winning the game. Um, but there's a third mechanic, which I don't know, like this probably isn't that stolen from anywhere, this one, where you can, one of the magic powers you have, you can summon a hero into battle and you basically take direct control on the, on the, on the, on the battlefront to basically decimate a few troops, like the hardened troops out of the way, basically like a special move. And you have other magic powers as well that you could use, like just stab a load of dudes with magic swords and stuff, blah, 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 blah. Um, And all of those are in play at the same time in a competitive environment. So it's a little bonkers. It's a little hectic. It's a little, you know, it doesn't control too badly, to be fair. Like whenever you press the A button, you know you're going to be doing something with your ballistas. Whenever you press X, you're going to be doing something with your troops um, and Y for magic. So it actually kind of, after a little while, you get used to it. You get used to, oh, crap, I need to order some more troops, double, double tap X, and I'll get some guys in. Um, you know, I need to uh, switch to my farting sheep bombs. Let's get the ballista out and fire a farting sheep. Uh, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> as you do. And, you know, actually, at its core, it kind of works. Um, but it just, the whole time you're thinking, I've probably played this game in many different forms before and the fact that they're mashed together doesn't, doesn't really improve things no it doesn't really add to it it makes things more crazy because it's like and a little bit more hectic because it doesn't help that you you can never zoom the camera all the way out to see the entire battlefield which i think is a mistake right. um you can zoom it out 
far enough that you can be somewhat effective with your ballista, but you can never fully see the entire battlefield. And it would be useful to be able to see what's going on in parts of the screen you can't see. Like if someone, if they're landing too many hits on your castle, maybe you should start focusing more on attacking their castle uh, to rather than focusing on, or maybe you should like go, oh crap, I need to focus on the troop battle, you know, to make strategic decisions. Perhaps you need to see more of the battlefield than what you're currently focusing on. Mm. Um, and a map may have solved that problem. There's, there's probably some space at the top of the screen where they could have put a, like a sort of little map of what where everything is and how your castle's doing and that kind of stuff. Or there's, there's, yeah, that I think is a bit weird. Like it just doesn't feel the the, the game space feels too big for what they show you. Um, and it's it's weird because then there are times then where the like the campaign at least actually then sort of somehow sometimes simplifies things down. So it's like oh in this battle you're not going to have troops. It's a blister fight effectively, but your enemy still has troops. So you're going to have to learn to manage those a bit better uh, with just you on the hand or like oh actually in this level it's a special sort of like target range type thing where you've only got your hero. Um, who does have a bow and arrow himself? So that kind. Of, could be interesting, but I don't know. It's it's fine, but it just doesn't excite. Right. There is a somewhat frustration frustrating urge as a lot of these like mobile based games have where it's you know, the urge to get five stars on a level is quite strong. Like if you start the only way to do that on this is is to specifically put the difficulty into hard mode, which gets rid of your aiming uh, reticle, so you're sort of aiming by feel, like especially which is especially weird if your ballista is off screen because <laughs> you're having to move the camera to see what you're about to shoot at. You kind of then have to learn like at what angle you have to be holding the left stick to like right. If I hold it exactly horizontal, that's going to roughly land here. So let's fire that and oh, okay, now I can do a castle shot. So diagonally up and to the right, we'll, we'll probably land a shot on the castle. Mm. Um, so you end up playing by feel, which is challenging to say the least um but when you start getting good at it it feels kind of cool to land a couple of headshots just by feel like oh i know i'm gonna have to like aim it that way oh yeah there are headshots if your arrow hits like if i'm a ballista hits someone in the head it basically insta kills a troop and you get like a little headshot indicator at the top of the screen (laughs) okay uh, and there's a mechanic where if you get a kill streak of five people, your can your ballista basically goes into frenzy mode, which means you don't have to wait for your various shot types to reload. So you basically just set <laughs> set the most castle destructive thing you have on and just keep firing just it go. for a while. Yeah. But, all right, this, this is good. This gets me ahead a little bit. Uh, Production wise, it probably could do with a bit of work because it has a story campaign which is told in t- you know entirely in text and bad animations, and da-da-da, which is fine, I suppose, for a mobile centric game. The fact that it's even there is something. Mm. Um, but the, possibly the most annoying thing is that actually there isn't a great deal of music in the game, and there are moments where I get the tunes stuck in my head, but not. As a good thing. Normally, I don't know, if you have a song stuck in your head, it probably means there's something about the song that is good. And I used to just really somewhat short, repetitive loops in places that just get stuck in your head. And you're like, oh, no, I really, I'm, I'm really done with this. Please get out of my head, please. And it's, yeah, there's just not enough of it. 
Yeah, it's all very generic y sort of, I don't know. Weirdly like semi orchestral, semi cheesy drum beat, <laughs> dance beat sort of thing. I don't know. It's a bit odd. It's yeah, it's just not I guess it's just not top tier. It's just like a sort of casual title, I guess it's fine. Probably get it while it's free if you listen to this entire <laughs> What you say about all those games? Yeah, it doesn't sound true. too bad for a free game, to be honest. It's it's okay. It's that's what I'm saying. It's okay. It's not. It's like the last thing you played was pretty offensive. It's, it's not Pool Nation. No, <laughs> that's what we're saying. You, you you don't need that. And in fairness, like Pool Nation is still free if you want to put yourself really, through that hell. I don't totally understand the temptation of some of these free games, like. What, what were those? Because it's free. That's the thing. But like for me, it's like, but I'm spending my time. <laughs> yeah, isn't that valuable? Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't I spend that on something that? Because the price ratio, like, uh, c- compared to like amount of time, like enjoyment for games, a lot of them are pretty good. Like you spend like thirty quid on a game on Steam or something, and you could be there for like forty hours or something if it's a yeah. RPG well, or something. My, my classic rule is the pound for hour ratio, you know. Pound for hour, yeah, exactly. But then, I don't know. When there's back, I mean, that's that's things, not how you should judge every game, obviously. No, but totally it's, not. Yeah, but, it's, but you've done you've done all right if you've managed to spend that amount of time. I'm not, in fairness, a good test for that because I, as we've discussed before, I spend quite a lot of time on games I find quite mediocre. Yeah, <laughs> or or generally bad. Like there's a there's a completionist <laughs> element to me where it's just like okay, I'm about fifty percent of the way through Castle Storm, but that means I need to get another fifty percent of the way through it to get the achievements. Oh no, <laughs> no I just don't have that gene at all. I just like abandoned stuff. I don't know bad it's like i get it on steam like i didn't it didn't used to bother me but now on steam like for some reason when i visit my profile page and it says oh you've only got 46 percent total achievement completion and it's like oh god damn it i've got to make sure i get over 46 percent on any game i play now <laughs> so it go, might go up a little you better make sure you buy dirt rally once in early access then <laughs> <laughs> that achievement oh uh, yeah of course <laughs> god damn it that's a that's just a really stupid thing so I looked. Well, I looked at the global achievement stats for that at one point, and apparently only ninety-five percent of people have that achievement. So about five percent of the people who bought that rally have not actually played, played it. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they just bought well, it because it was the cheap price, I guess. That makes sense. I guess they'll yeah. play it eventually, probably. <laughs> they better play it during the access. They yeah. won't get that achievement. Yeah, that's true. They got plenty, they got plenty of time. It's fine. Yeah, they got nearly a whole year. <laughs> Maybe they've just been, you know reminded by people actually you know not all the content's there yet it's like it's a little little lacking give it a little bit you know you, you'll you'll have a better time if you give it a little while maybe uh but then you know it's just the games of gold thing is it has you know given me some good stuff like a hundred percented rayman like, yeah. i've done everything in single player there is to do in that game i i loved it i think it's a fantastic game um, you know, even if the, the the origins content, as it turns out, isn't active as the stuff I sort of did towards the end, the back end of that game, it just is obviously not as good as the legend stuff, especially some of the boss stuff. The boss stuff is super tedious, um, with some occasionally weirdly badly placed checkpoints, which the game is normally pretty good at, but the origin stuff seems a little bit crap at. Um, there's an obvious difference in the stuff. Um, but you get sort of treated, the last few levels you unlock uh, are kind of uh, 8-bit 
remixes of the music tracks you played um, for those music levels. So they, they're the exact same level, but they're kind of made challenging by making you do the, you have to do the whole level in one, one go. There's no checkpoints. Um, and they apply all manner of fucked up filters to make it really difficult to see. <laughs> like there's one level that just gets increasingly more pixelated as you get through it. Until at the end, Rayman's basically just a yellow square, <laughs> and you have to try and remember where everything is. Um, there are others that basically like multiply the screen, so you're watching like eight of yourself play the get like in, on eight tiny little screens, or some that basically fisheye lens the entire level and stuff like that. Fisheye lens, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was, it was a pretty good way around that game, and it's hmm. it's great. And that was free. That was a game of gold. Not anymore. So, haha. Sorry, guys. But if you if you missed it, but man, but probably buy it anyway. Cause it's, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic thing. So French. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, what shall I talk about next? Next small-ish game, I suppose. I started playing Skullgirls. Yeah. What was that again? It's a two D fighting oh. game hmm. by. Um, I'm a bit confused about who actually made it because I, I thought it was Lab Zero, but in the credits they refer to themselves as Reverge. So I don't know, maybe they changed their name or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's effectively a 2D fighter with hand-drawn boobalicious graphics. Um, it's, it's quite semi-boobie. It's quite booby. Maybe fifty percent. Up until the DLC, yeah, they've now added two blokes. <laughs> but like some of them are less significantly less booby than others. Sure. It's, it's not like not every character is from Dead or Alive. No, exactly. <laughs> Basically what's what's being said here, but it's a little risque in places. Like what well, you know, yeah, one of the characters is basically straight up out of a like a 50s cartoon or whatever. The best character. Clearly. <laughs> Peacock is pretty awesome. That has to be said. She's a, like, she's an awkward character to play as in, especially in the single player because she, she only works well at range. She doesn't really combo very well. And, but she has a ton of projectile attacks. Um, and some good, uh, and she's the only character that can teleport, for instance, and uh, do stuff like that. So she's an interesting one to play with, but she's a kind of a, Actually, in a weird way, she's sort of like an entry level to what makes Skullgirls special in that most of the characters are weird in some in some way. Like, none of them are particularly traditional, which is kind of cool because it's like, you, you know, I, I couldn't go into it and just be like, oh, I'm obviously going to play as this character because it plays the most like Ryu, you know? <laughs> I had to go into it and think, actually, I've got no bloody idea who I'm going to be good at in this. I mean, uh, I, I, the most obvious choice for most people, I guess, would be Philia, who kind of play, has a parasite in her hair, who, so she's basically attacks with her hair. <laughs> uh, who, who, but they, they, and this is the other thing you realise, a lot of the characters end up talking to themselves because they have two parts to themselves. Like Sophia ends up talking to Samson, who's her hair. So in the middle of a fight, you get two different voices coming through your character, like, and then your 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 hair is going, which sounds really weird, weird. <laughs> like in the middle of a fight. But yeah, she's a rush down, what they describe as a rush down character. So you're supposed to be moving towards the enemy at all times, and she's got quite a lot of air stuff 
like she can air dash and things like that, which is actually kind of difficult to get grips of if you're male coordinated like myself um, with this sort of thing. But then you've got one character that can take her head off and her head then can move independently of the rest of her body. So you can set up very strange combos if you're well-timed and your head just happens to be in the right place. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. You've got one character that likes flying around and then prefers to like attack from above. Uh, you've got yeah, Peacock. You've got Parasol, who is somewhat strange and likes basically setting traps everywhere rather than fighting directly. Again, sort of projectile heavy, but controls very differently. You've got one character that's high on grapples. I suppose that one's not actually so high unusual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's always a grapple character in every fighter, I suppose. But uh, it's just a. a, a I, I played Squiggly for a while, who's a, a, effectively a singer, but most of her attacks work best if you charge them up, like, uh, like do a little. Basically, you can your parasite's like a snake called Leviathan that also comes out of your hair, but mm. but then you can use it as a skipping rope at one point to charge up kick attacks, for instance, or you can like uh, I, I forget what she does when you do charge up your punch attacks, but yeah, she has you have to you have to be prepared like use the use your downtime to charge up an attack and then go in for a combo and then back out and then prepare yourself again and then go in again, and it's a uh, that's a that's an interesting one. Big Band, who is probably my favorite character so far, is basically a walking robot one-man band machine that is a giant saxophone, effectively. And when you win, start saying random sci-fi quotes like, see you later, space cowboy. Oh, He's awesome. Classic. <laughs> He's my favorite character so far. He's just totally, like, he's totally weird. Like, you can... He'll pull out giant symbols to attack with them or trap people in a giant tambourine and then shake it to damage them. Uh, Or like one of his most powerful um, uh, blockbuster attack, they call them, forces you to to play a trumpet solo with a specific set of button presses before the thing even activates. Gives you a few seconds to play whatever the hell you want on this trumpet. And then you have to insert a special command during the solo <laughs> in order to actually make it fire off its final attack. <laughs> okay. It's awesome. That's crazy. Uh, so what do you have to do you have to tap buttons to play a little tune like like as if it's Zelda during the solo well, or whatever? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. With with him you can hold down medium punch and normally if you just tap it, he brings up a like a trumpet just appears out of nowhere and slaps someone around the like an uppercut, I guess, just hits them slightly under the chin. But if you hold it down, he keeps that trumpet in place. And then you realize if you push all the bu- any other button while that trumpet has been held up, it s- starts playing different notes. And you can change mm. the octave by pushing up and down on the, on the control stick. And uh, certain combinations of buttons will play different notes as well. And it's, it's light punch, down and light kick, light punch, and then light punch and mid punch together, which set goes brr, 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 pretty much. Okay. <laughs> and and then it goes into solo mode and then you can play what you want and as long as you hit light punch and mid punch during the solo you'll get a you'll you'll get a super powerful blockbuster come out which i think just makes him shout tuba a lot <laughs> tuba 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's totally funny it's great it's a great character and he's massive as well he basically fills the screen so i'm having a real good time playing as him <laughs> <laughs> awesome Sounds like you're enjoying it in general. It's it's pretty great. It has to be said. Like it's 
it's a traditional six button fighter effectively mm. so it's a uh, um so it does share a lot with some of the mechanics that you know people will be used to from street fighter and killer instinct for instance um and i think i, don't, I can't remember if mortal Kombat is technically six button it's been a while since i've played it but it's and i haven't played x so yeah, who knows but yeah so it shares a lot with that but then then likes to mess with it in ways that i find really interesting it is but because of that it's not that i've seen some comments and stuff on steam saying this isn't it this is a good way to get into fighting games i'm not convinced it is because right. it's so weird okay because there are things about it that are just out there and bonkers it maybe it's a way of training you to do that because it forces you to do these weird mechanics and perhaps they can be used as tactics for the more traditional games i don't know maybe that's what they mean but i find it a little bit of a mental challenge to just go from these traditional more traditional fighters into this where it's just a little bit a little bit strange (laughs) requires more from me i think okay then if you were just going to a traditional fighting game or or if you're coming from well you know street fighters pretty impenetrable or anyone but you know (laughs) yeah and it's it's also one of the games that i think is like the way it's some of the moves work and stuff, it's somewhat painfully obvious that it would be much, much easier if you played it with a fight stick. There are certain, right, yeah. certain manipulations you would have, you have to do on a controller that just feel like, Oh, I see what I see why this would work on a fight stick, but on a controller, it's a little bit harder to pull off. Um, stuff like that, but it's, but it's cool. I really like it. Uh, it's cool, but it's cool. It's got a. Yeah, I love its art style. I love its, its semi jazz sort of feel. They call it dark deco. The sort of the art feel to it. Really cool. That sort of um, kind of sounds cool. Yeah, they they go for the sort of. Uh, I want to say like 50s, 60s sort of style, like shows, you know, like theatre and bright lights and mm. uh, the announcer guy. Like they instead of saying fight or something, they say showtime and. <laughs> stuff like that it's cool it's it's a great i think it's a pretty pretty neat thing the i guess the one complaint is that the story mode it has all the arcade mode always faces you off against the same boss who actually doesn't handle quite as well as the as the main character she doesn't have like elements like hit stun for instance so it's a bit of a crapshoot sometimes as to whether you're going to get away with certain attacks um so you can't just wail on her with a combo for instance you have to kind of poke at her and right. manage your blocking because you you take quite a lot of damage from chip during that fight, so it's it's difficult to to manage. And some characters are much much better at that fight than than others. They can just deal with, or you can you you can think of ways to manage the, the what's coming at you a lot a lot easier. And some characters just have specials that and blockbusters that are totally ineffective against the boss, so you you can't even rely on those. Um, so I think the boss is problematic. But that's true of most fighters. I don't really get on with fighting game bosses. No. Generally. I mean, it's nice when they're an occasion, I suppose, but they're. It's nice. I think it's. Like (laughs) Jet. Yeah. I think it's nice to have boss characters and fighters, but yeah, they they should at least abide by more of the rules that you do. That the rest of the game, yeah. Yeah. So, Skullgirls. 
I, I, I'm, I haven't played a great deal of it, but you know, I've played well, like four or five hours of it. So, I'm, but I'm gonna, gonna do some more. I, mm. I, I'm kind of into it. Now, I, well, I bet what will happen is what usually happens with me in fighting games. I get somewhat competent at them. Competent, not good. Just perhaps enough to win a couple of games online every now and then. And then, I'll, and then I'll go totally off it, just like I did with Killer Instinct. It's like not because I think it's bad, but just because I have no desire to play that game again. Right, <laughs> it's what happens to me with fighters. It's just I, I just have a moment where I'm just like, no, nope, I'm done. I, I kind of, maybe it's just the discovery factor. I don't know. Maybe that initial rush of figuring out how the game works and stuff like that, and then once you've figured out the basics. I don't have the patience to figure out more advanced techniques. I don't know. But Skullgirls, check it out. Skullgirls! Check it out. If you have a fighting stick, definitely check it out. <laughs> so I'm going to break the order a little bit and go to the biggest of the big news, I suppose, because the ne- the, the other thing I was going to talk about is somewhat a segue to Zach. Okay. Somewhat um, a segue. Somewhat a segue. That we can both talk about. But I've been playing Splatoon! Splatoon! It has come for out! All, for all of today. Well, not all of today, but you know, it, I got it this morning. So I, I've not had a great deal of time with it, but. Initial, initial impressions? Impression Early impressions? Is, Damn, that's a game! <laughs> it's a game! It's a game! I'm having a great time. I awesome. think it's a. The, the my malcoordination or general retardedness that came from like every time I've played the game before and not grasped the control scheme just went right. Like, I, I I got it. This for some reason this time I picked it up. The controls felt good, like, right. and I mean really good. There's something once it clicks, your ability to just snap to foes and take them down feels so good. The gamepad controls all the way, man. I'm a convert. <laughs> Sorry, the gamepad. Oh, using the, the using the, the motion controls. Pad. I mean, right. yeah. Okay, yeah. So, how does it? Do you not get that problem where you're? Well, what problems were we having? Well, because like, you sort I'm, of end up con- looking down like when you're all not, the time. Yeah, when you've not got used to it, you sort of contort yourself into a position where it's like, well, where do I go from here? And you kind of, if you do end up that twisted or whatever, like because you just just use the motion controls to aim, then you, you have to discipline yourself to go back to a comfortable position, press Y, and then you're effectively centered again. Right. And then you can go from there. But actually, what you end up learning is to use left and right tilting on the gamepad incredibly sparingly. Right. Yeah. Um, because the game, but the game forces you to look up and down with the gamepad if you've got motion control on. So you're using up and down quite a lot. But up and down is kind of fixed, isn't it? You can't turn all the way around up and down. No. So that feels okay. And you end up using the stick, the right stick, to usually use left and right mostly, and using slight left and right jiggles with the gamepad to aim left and right. Um, so I suppose for like we should I should recap here like for those living under a rock, Splatoon is a multiplayer shooter, four on four online battles, or as the box says, furious four on four online battles, and it's made by Nintendo, or as the box says, wield online camping four gig and four. If you're reading Jones, well yeah, because there's like eight different languages there. <laughs> I like the French one, actually. Which one's for, where is it? 
Oh yeah. Although actually, the other phrase in French is better. This match is only in his disjointed uh, four contra no, quatre contra quatre. <laughs> I said four. Yep. Four contra four. I said four in German, didn't I? <laughs> Probably yes. Yeah. Kick and kick and beer. Do uh, for me. Do more deductions. <laughs> Wait, that's nothing like. What no, that's, that's nothing like the English version, is it? The English version says shift shape shift gears, and the French obviously means two forms, two modes of action. <laughs> yes. It's like they couldn't work out how to, how, like, that phrase just doesn't work in French, apparently. Shift, shape, shift gears. Yeah, maybe. Although, maybe. really, it doesn't work in any of those languages if you even try and look. I mean, the German one is, like, Gestalt, and that actually does literally translate very well. And tactic! What's, what's, what is Gestalt? you never heard of Gestalt in general? I mean, I mean, I have, but I can't remember at this moment in time. Well, it's much closer to shape okay. than, than the French version. Yes. And then some Russian. Good luck reading that. I cannot read Cyril. What is that? Although apparently like Russian is very phonetic, as in like if you knew what the letters sounded like. <laughs> yeah, if you knew. If you knew what all those weird letters actually sounded like, then you'd be able to say it. Yeah. As in there's no real there's not many tricks to the to, to how you pronounce Russian. It doesn't have Finnish on the box. That's true. Or Swedish, or any of the Scandinavian languages. Equipamento <laughs> and Quipamiento. <laughs> uh, yeah so it's a 4 and 4 shooter made by Nintendo I heard a, a stat that someone quoted that the that if you and I'm going to have to exclude the Wii Fit trainers and the me from this for it to be true but this is the first original set of characters that Nintendo have come up with for 14 years really what? That was the stat I heard. I'm not. I haven't verified this or anything. And as I said, I'm ruling out Wii Fit Trainer and, um, and, but I'm, I'm guessing they mean new characters within a new IP because, like Rosalina, wasn't 14 years ago, right? Or any of the Cooperlings? <laughs> no, no. But because you then you, you can't even say this is the this is the. The first new IP Nintendo have put out for in fourteen years, but I wonder if they were going back to yeah. It's the first time someone's done it since Pikmin or something like that. I don't know. Probably. How long goes Pikmin? Fourteen years? No. Well, it was GameCube, no. so it's probably got to have been two thousand one, right? <laughs> Jesus, it might it might well have been. Yeah, might might well have been. I would have been 17 when I picked up my GameCube, so I'm guessing 2002. Yeah. Mm. 16, so, 17, yeah. So how many... Uh, is there a nice array of uh, maps? I know you've only had been playing it one day, but are you unlocking them, or are they well, all available, or how does it work? How does the... Here's the thing. It's is... odd with that stuff. So the game basically just, well, after you do a little tutorial about how the controls work and stuff, it basically says, yeah, go play online now. You're done. Right. You're, you're ready. Go, go for it. You need to do, you need to play some online. You need to level up before we, before you can get access to some stuff. Um, which is a little bit of a lie because you can go into the single player if you want straight from that point. But it, the game kind of seems to dissuade you from doing it. It's like, yeah, just go, just go play online. Go for it. Um, and the, the way they manage it at the moment is, uh, somewhat empty, I suppose. Um, not in player base. Uh, the player base seems fine, but it's you go to the 
um, the, the online mode. And there's basically three options presented to you. One of them is regular battle. One of them is join your friends in a regular battle. And the third option is ranked battle currently unavailable. <laughs> Okay. So, so you click regular battle, and, it, and you, you see on the left-hand side of the screen uh, maps, and there's two listed. And you're like, two? I, I, uh, my understanding was that there's at least five in the game, like, on launch. And Nintendo have, to their credit, they have said, like, okay, yeah, we know there's not a much here, but we've got a summer of updates planned, so we're going to be adding a ton of stuff to this. Okay. Don't panic, <laughs> is the message you get out of them. Don't panic. Um, but yeah so it seems like they do a they basically only put two maps up at any one time for regular battle mode and regular battle is the turf is the turf war style game that we've played before right but you know where it's about inking the floor effectively um and inking more of it than your opponents uh so yeah it seems like there's only ever two maps you can play on the rotation but this rotation changes every couple of hours maybe and what so, will happen when that happens is you'll get cut away, you'll get taken out of your lobby. There'll be a little news broadcast that the game will do in its style, and it'll be like, news flash, the current map rotation is this. And then it puts you back in the plaza. So it basically kicks you out of the game whenever this, well, at the end of your current game, right. you'll get kicked out of lobbies whenever the map rotation changes, because they, they like presenting all these things in these little cutesy little news broadcasts. It'll be like, oh yeah, this is going on right now. So this, I guess this is where some of the problems begin. Like, the gameplay is fine. I'm, I'm having a great time with it. I think the weapons are fantastic. I think the gameplay is great. I think it looks great. Um, it basically, I think it's probably using the same sort of engine that Mario Kart and has been using. You know, it's yeah. got that sort of bright sheen to sheen everything. To it, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And it, don't get me wrong. It looks fantastic. I think it's great. But... Where the problems are actually is around the edges of the online stuff. I don't think they've quite learned every lesson that everyone else has over the last millions of years that they've been doing online shooters. Right, yeah. Um, which it might be understandable if this is Ninty's first shot at it. What sort of thing so, has gone a bit awry? So, first awry. weird thing is that once you've decided, and, and this may be okay because some games have started doing this to a point, in that when you say I want to play a battle, there is zero way of backing out of it. Once you've said, I'm going into a game, you're stuck. Um, you ca- it, so even while it's looking for just to connect to the server, you can't cancel out of that process. Um, once you've entered a uh, a sort of queue to get into a lobby, sometimes it will go, standby, you will join the next available game, we'll give you a countdown timer until a lobby opens or something. It's it's it, which actually seems incredibly precise. Like you don't end up in a lobby until that countdown timer expires. So it's probably entering you into a room where people have left or something. And instead of showing you the game in progress, it's saying, "Don't worry, you you will be in this, but you still can't back out of it at that point." Um, and when you're in even in the lobby and it's trying to play a match, uh, you can't back out of that process at all. Right. Um, so that's a little odd. You, you kind of have to commit and be prepared for however long it might take to join you into a game. Um, which is normally very fast, but there has been a couple occasions where it's ballsed up completely and just had me sitting around for like a good five minutes before it realized, oh yeah, this isn't working, <laughs> and dumping you back to a menu. That's... Um, yeah, It's had a few connectivity problems. Okay. I've, okay. I've, I've, had a, I've had a few issues. Nothing terrible. 
but a few little issues just getting started. I mean, it is um, kind of launch of the game, isn't it? In sure, sure. This is probably the busiest the game is ever going to be right now. Um, and, you know, fair play to them for getting a game that is mostly functional, <laughs> like out on day day two, I suppose it is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's okay. That's okay. I, I don't have too much of a problem with that. Um, yeah, but even when you're, when you're in the lobby and you're, in, and you're searching, for instance, or even in between games in the same lobby, you've got zero way of changing your equipment. So if you want right. to change your loadout of a certain... Um, from a certain weapon type to a different weapon type, for instance, because your team is currently comprised of people using the paint roller, yeah, and you want to one. perhaps you know balance the team out a little bit and say, right, no, I'm going to go go with the assault rifle style gun. Um, I forget what it's even called. I think it might just be called the splatter gun. I'm not sure. Can't remember yet. Um, you can't do that. You have to back out of the lobby completely, go back to the plaza, change your equipment from there, and then go back into a lobby, which seems a bit clunky. It doesn't matter, um, though, because you're not actually balancing your team in any case, because it's random. <laughs> well, no, yeah, everything is random about it. It's like, it doesn't care, really. Apparently, even if you do the join with friends thing, it just puts you in the same lobby. There's no guarantee you're going to be on the same team. Yeah. Like, it doesn't do any of that party management stuff. Or Which, again, I'm kind of okay with. But it, the thing is, is it plays very well like that. I mean, there's no voice chat or anything like that in the game at all anyway, so it's... It, they kind of have to have made it work okay for the solo experience. So some of that stuff I'm not so bothered about, but I would really quite like to be able to change my equipment mid-game without coming all the way out and then risking a connectivity problem going back in. <laughs> you know? Yeah. These little things, little things, basically. I mean, it's um, not exactly Halo Master Chief Edition. But... <laughs> well, well, at least that works now. <laughs> <laughs> it does now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so you, you could argue that in terms of raw content and you know the polish, I suppose, to the online experience or certain aspects to it you might expect that perhaps Splatoon isn't all that. But I the gameplay just is so addicting and so you just I I don't want to stop. I don't ever want to stop right now. Well, don't stop. <laughs> don't stop. Continue, definitely continue to play Splatoon. Yes. So yes. I will. It, I, it, it, I mean, the only other thing worth. I mean, the only other thing worth talking about at this point, uh, from my experience, is a bit of the single player stuff, which actually, as it turns out, isn't very long. I'm about a third of the way through it already. Um, okay. It's, it's basically thirty challenge levels. Um, we sort of play out a bit like a platformer. You know, you're learning the mechanics of the game, and I did a lot of this first before going online, and I think that's helped. Um, in that, you know, you're basically sort of little little challenges that sort of go, okay, the, here's this mechanic in this level. Try and get through it with this. Like, there's one level entirely based on shooting fans that that while while they're covered in ink, for instance, sort of like platforms will move to different locations, so you have to use those to your advantage whilst avoiding enemy fire, that kind of stuff. Um, well, this level is entirely made out of sponge. Well, not entirely, but there are sponges in it that if you fill with ink, they get bigger, so they become more useful platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, each level kind of has a gimmick um, that you have to manipulate to your, to your success. And it's a... Uh, they're okay. There's, it's not the most amazing thing about the game. It's not the most fun thing to do, but there's nothing particularly wrong with them. They're kind of a good way, I think, of honing some skills that you'll probably need. 
it's good to have that sort of thing, definitely. Um, you yeah. know, it's not it's not like they tacked on like I don't know his no, I mean, I mean, bad bots or whatever. Got, it's got some okay boss fights so far. I've had two boss fights in it, and they were kind of interesting. Cool. Um, that's always know. good because yeah, it's hard to get bosses right. So yeah. I mean, they try and make it so that like there's a weak point you have to hit. There are some attacks you have to dodge, but then using the mechanics of the game, perhaps you have to do something a little extra. Like the first boss is effectively a giant cube, a bit like that tries to thwomp you effectively. But when it lands on the ground, um, you notice that the sides of it can be painted, so you can swim up them and, and, and attack an exposed point that appears on its back when it thwomps. Um, and each time you hurt it like that, the the panels get either less stuff that you can ink on, the more they start moving. And so uh, the, t- the amount of time you have to get up and gets less. So it becomes harder and harder and harder to actually hit the, hit the exposed point each time. And that was, that was okay. You know, that's fine. That's exactly what a boss fight should do. It's kind of typical Nintendo way of treating a boss fight, right? Mm, yeah. You hit it, it gets harder the next time you try it, try and yeah. do the same thing. Um, and it works. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with a formula. I like the music, I like the style, aesthetically it's cool. The one thing I wish it did was have more of an audio presence when you start it up. Because it doesn't even like say Splatoon or anything. There isn't really a big sort of like song and dance about the title screen. It's just the logo appears and you press some buttons and it's mostly silent. It's like I kind of want it to go, woohoo, you're in the fucking game. <laughs> it's kind of the one thing it does wrong. <laughs> it's like in a, in a in a big way. but Okay. <laughs> But, well, it doesn't really know. get you excited when you turn it on. Is what I mean. <laughs> At least with Halo, you turn it on and you get the Halo monks. Which is what you know. Who doesn't want the Halo monks? <laughs> you always want monks. Whenever you turn on a video game, monks is what you're looking for. <laughs> Splatoon, Splatoon, Splatoon. Yeah, that would be how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good game. I think I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be really good. We'll see. We've got a whole summer of updates to come. Yeah. And then we can, give it, then we can give, it, give it proper judgment, I suppose. <laughs> it's a, I don't think it's... Although, you know, you can review it in its current state and stuff. I, its current state is not going to be how this game ends up. So... I think it's fun right now. It's probably a bit expensive for what it is right now. Hopefully it will be what it's supposed to be in a few months. But I'm still having a great time. Splatoon! Uh, so the only other thing left to talk about is that Zach and I started playing Halo 2. Oh, yeah, I guess we did. <laughs> On the Master Chief Collection. The anniversary yeah. fied version. I think they've done a much better job with this remaster than they did with the Halo 1 one. Well, it's because it's actually different in quite a lot of ways. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Well, sure, the cutscenes that they've, well, they've the redone the cutscenes. Cut I mean, like, all the sound sense. mix and stuff. Yeah, the sound mix is, is completely redone. And done pretty well, has to be said. Cool. Um, and I think the, even the visual overhaul, they've done a lot closer to what I think what was intended in Halo 2. So, you know, we'd had some problems with how Halo 1's like remaster might have changed a little too much in places. Yeah, definitely. Although the, so invisible, far, the invisible guys in Halo 2 are still incredibly invisible. <laughs> sure. <yeah. laughs> that still hasn't changed. No, you still have to watch for like the, the slight glow <laughs> on their plasma rifle um, to hover around in front of you. 
but it, yeah, you know, there, there are more. I think it looks more like Halo Two should look, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they haven't randomly changed like something that was a boring grey texture to be all fancy. No, I mean they've done some stuff where it's like it's obvious. Oh, this wall was supposed to have flyers on it, for instance, on Earth. Um, but they couldn't render it properly back then, so it's just At the time. Like, like like grey squares where stuff would be. But now they have stuff on them, for yeah. instance, because they can, can render it with them. enough texture detail. Yeah, uh, yeah, it sounds good. I think the new sound design, although quite different in places, like certain alarms sound more dramatic yeah. than they did before. I think the new sound design is a general improvement over what it used to be. There's some neat effects. Uh, visuals are great. I mean, they're not as good as the console can do we've seen better out of it but it's a pretty it's a pretty nice overhaul mm. um for what it's quite an old t- game now yeah i mean in two player it doesn't run perfectly has to be said it's got some you know it doesn't run at 60 the whole time it has it, it, it you know, can't <laughs> it right. doesn't manage just doesn't manage but it's still fine There's nothing it's really trying wrong though with it. it's not like yeah. locked to 30 or something like no it's Halo. not no it definitely it definitely tries it, it's plus 30 most of the time let's put it that way um. Yeah, it's it's I I we I think it's really good. I'm actually I think I'm having more fun with it than we than Halo were 1. with Halo One. Well, yeah. Because we haven't played Halo Two for ages. No, that's true. We haven't gone back to Halo Two for God knows how long. So did you get through freaking um, Cairo Station? Surprisingly easily. Yeah, we did all right. The second the second, the second level was much harder. <laughs> yeah, it was much longer as well, man. Well, basically. Cairo Station was, we thought it was going to be hard, and there was at least one bit. There's one room in Cairo Station we had a real problem with. We Um, could have done better on that in some ways if we'd only worked out, like, well, like we worked out eventually you could go up to the high up platform, and then, like, if we split up, it makes on, like, one high, one low, and and then there's that back corridor and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can apply distraction tactics, and because there's extra ammo in that other corridor that helps yeah. Yeah. ranged. Once we worked that that one room out, it wasn't <laughs> and in fairness, the time we actually managed to beat it was when I just grenade spammed it for like. Well, I've always been trying to grenade spam it, <laughs> but I'm not very good at throwing grenades in that game somehow. <laughs> yeah, I always get it wrong. But then, so the actual hard part was as soon as you get to the snipers on the second mission, it oh, man, yeah, they're man. just insanely accurate. You yeah. pop out for a second and you just die. <laughs> I'd forgotten how bad oh, they were yeah. because I'd, I'd, I'd done that level before in Legendary. Cairo is the one I could never do in Legendary. Um, maybe in Solo it is impossible. I don't know. Maybe the fact we did it in two-player is much easier. Yeah. But I, and I've managed to get through, I don't even know the name of the level, but the first Earth level in Legendary before. And though, yeah, I'd forgotten just how unbelievably ruthless those snipers are. They just stand in the open for a split second and your head's gone. Yeah. yeah. And that was and long. That's like, that was a, that was a bloody like, long you, level. You have that huge like cutscene and there's a huge battle and then you get out of your dropship and then your head gets shot off almost immediately. Right? You go down a corridor. You crash the dropship in the start of that one. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the scarab shoots you out of the air. You always crash in Halo. Everyone always crashes. Yeah. Except weirdly, in this particular crash, no one dies. Well, the pilots die, apparently. Always. But all the Marines are fine. (laughs) Standard. 
Yeah. And we've only played the first half of that sequence, so that ends where Johnson goes, oh, I know what the lady's like. Which was weird, and because like, it was like the section. score score counters. It, like, it has little blocks that show... What section you've done. Sort of, yeah. yeah. It doesn't really tie to the checkpoints or anything, because obviously the checkpoints are a bit more... Yeah, checkpoints in, Halo, yeah, checkpoints in Halo 2 are more... Where where they started introducing, but effectively time based checkpoints. So if you get a moment of downtime, yeah, right, it tries to checkpoint you then. Rather Halo One, which is more location based. But yeah, so it has all mm-hmm. the little blocks on the score counter that show you approximately how far from the level you are. And that level just randomly ended when there was three blocks left <laughs> yeah. with that sequence of Johnson delivering the tank. And I was I like, that's not where that level ends. Unless, is it? unless there were three fights we didn't trigger or something like. <laughs> I don't know, we couldn't have not triggered anything because we do the ridiculous drive the ghost through that insanely long tunnel segment yeah. before that. The tunnel, the tunnel is probably the... I mean, Halo 2 does a much better job, and we've talked about this before, Like, it does a much better job of not repeating things yeah. um, like Halo 1 does, and it's much, much better for it. But that tunnel section's a bit long. <laughs> Well, it's, it's long it's when you're you driving really like do that much. No, it? it's when you're driving down the long bits and you're just driving alongside the transports and shooting them because you can. <laughs> you know, you don't have to really. You just have to take out the gunner and then go. Yeah, screw you. I'm going to carry on. Yeah. Yeah, but it's cool. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Oh, there's some neat, there's some neat little effects. Like I couldn't help, and we know I noticed it halfway through we were playing it. But like, if you Zach was carrying a plasma pistol in one hand and a plasma rifle in the other, and he charged up the pistol in his left hand, and the green glow was sort of shimmering off the plasma rifle in his right hand, and it, it just looked really cool. Just like the way the lighting was done on 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 the guns in your hand was neat. You know, it just sort yeah. of, it was noticeably nice. Awesome. It's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. So definitely a better job than the Halo one. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So so far, so far it feels well, you know, and those new cutscenes are very well done. As it Have you got out. to the uh, sort of arbiter stuff yet? Or no, we've got okay. one more mission to do, and then we start doing the heretic stuff. Right. Cool. You know, we've got to take down the Scarab first. <laughs> so we've got to drive a tank. Oh yeah, that bit is so like compared to the Scarabs in. Halo 3, obviously, it's so limited, having it just sort of go down a Oh, it sort of stops, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can jump on it. <laughs> I wonder if they've made it look like the Scarab from Halo 3 or whatever, a bit more. Oh, you probably. know, unified it a bit, because they didn't look that similar, really, I don't think. I really can't remember. Oh, uh, no. So there's one thing that they've changed in the cutscenes that is better than the pet... They've actually modified the timing and stuff because they, I guess, they've FMV'd it all. Like now, um, they've actually sort of modified them slightly so they they play out more cinematically than they did before. There's certain certain little improvements, like when the um, when the pelican gets shot down by the scarab, for instance, they make much bigger deal of that thing crashing, whereas in the original one, it just all sort of goes fuck. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a good job. It's a good job. And that's where I hand over to Zach. All right, good. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Zach, what have you been playing? Well, um, well, we could start with my smallest thing, which was I, I saw it just randomly when I was looking at my phone. I saw that finally, out now out on Windows Phone after 
a very, very long time, Crossy Road. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Yep. And I was like, oh, I'd heard about, I'd heard everyone talking about this shit when it was on the iPhone, so I suppose I should look at it now. Once I also determined that it was actually the real thing and not, oh, just, okay. a, <laughs> and not just a knockoff, which is what you get all in the Windows phone. Yeah, tell stores. us about the Windows store. <laughs> oh, man, it's fucked. <laughs> I was looking at it last week when I was here, and I was showing Rob the various. You were like, you were like, oh hey, look, look what's just been released on the Windows Store, and it's like, that's Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, what the Windows Store is currently having released on it is a bunch of emulated shit. So there was like Pokemon, which was on on a DS emulator. No, not DS, a GBA, GBA emulator. Yeah. emulator. There was Crash Bandicoot on a PlayStation emulator. <laughs> yeah. And there was like, I think there was some Sonic game on like a Mega Drive emulator or whatever. It's just like, apparently that's just what they did, what the bastards are doing at the moment. It's just like, someone's made emulators that work on, I guess, Android and then ported it to Windows. <laughs> were they charging for this? Or were no, they those ones are in the free section. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sure that would, be, that would be really, I mean, even more evil than it currently probably is yeah. from a business perspective, but... But yeah, Microsoft really don't care, do they? No, <laughs> like, apparently. I think I did read like in the last week or so that Microsoft have said, "Yeah, we're going to like do something about this when Windows 10 comes about." <laughs> Great. So yeah, I like, looked at Crossy Road and discovered that, that was actually the real thing, and then I was like, "Okay, I better look at this." And I don't see why everyone was shaking themselves out for that game. It's not that impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's proxy, right? It's just it's like endless Frogger, and that's it. But it's quite. It's a good look to it, and you know it, it sounds nice. And well, the, the characters making funny noises, like, especially yeah. when you get the penguin. Well, it's or like the duck. The duck's cool. If you say it sounds nice, it's like there's not really any sound to it. Well, no, it's I think like the faint sound of the cars going. Yeah, the sort of atmospherics <laughs> of it are quite nice, I don't know. And then the fact that there's no annoying music. I don't know. I think it could have used some kind of music. So it's a dangerous strategy with mobile games because not everyone can have the theme tune to Jetpack Joyride. No, that's true. <laughs> it could have gave, given you the option to mute it, though, or whatever. I mean, oh, sure. Yeah. And, then, and like, one of the characters that I didn't actually unlock, but, like, after you play it a certain amount of time, it's like, try out these characters, and then, obviously, it's like, maybe you want to buy this character now. <laughs> Which, of course, you don't. <laughs> Fuck that. No, it's a, it's, a little, it's a little pushy with some of that stuff, but you can just ignore it. Oh, well, yeah. Them. It's not too bad. I mean, it's just like at no, the end, at the end of every my... run, it's like, here's one of the characters you could buy if yeah. you wanted. I've, I've seen it much, much worse than that. But then, so one... Occasionally, it'll give you like a little preview. It's like, well, yeah, hey, you can play with this character for a few rounds. One, and of, the, one, of, the characters, one of the characters that I trialed was a Scottish bagpiper. <laughs> and actually, the whole time, it's... <laughs> as you're traveling along, it's like, that's kind of annoying. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite funny, though. The thing is that those characters like that always work better as the jokes when you get the preview them, don't they? It's yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, okay, I see what you did there. Now I don't have to do that again. Because <laughs> it's like most of the, all, like, I think... Because the game doesn't change with the characters. No. Right. Well, sometimes the, like, theme of the level the sort of changes. Like, change. the Scottish bagpiper dude is, like, the, it, what I consider the England theme, where, like, it gets dark and rainy and, like, sometimes double-decker buses. Oh, really? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I know the penguin makes it snowy. Yeah. And um, then, like, I've got... A the cock- Frankenstein makes everything look old filmy. Yeah. And I, I've got a cockatoo and a and a drop bear that makes it look Australian. It's a drop bear. It's a Terry Pratchett reference. 
okay. in the in the Discworld version of Australia, drop bears. <laughs> drop bears. They drop on you. So they're like they're like, they're like koalas, apart from they're deadly koalas. because they jump on your head from trees. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. And that was literally how I unlocked that. It was just like I saw a coin. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get that coin. And I moved on to it, but it was next to a tree. And there was a random drop bear in the tree. And it jumped on my character and killed me in that run. <laughs> and then it unlocked. <laughs> and I was like, oh. oh that's awesome. <laughs> so they must have added that since I was playing it because of... Well, you just never saw it because it was just like a random event. I, I guess, but yeah. like, But it must have been added because of the unfortunate crapshit Maybe. removal. I don't know. Because there was a, another one of the random characters <laughs> I unlocked. Another one of the random characters I unlocked was I was I think I was I was playing as the school girl, which just made which was just like the England theme again. Okay, for some reason, but oh, like not Japanese. No. no, but like I got to this certain part of the level where there was just an open field, and I could hear a telephone box, a telephone ringing, and as you move into the middle of the, there's just like coins around. So it's like oh bonus, so I was collecting these coins, but there's just like a random telephone booth in the middle of the field. And it was ringing, and then as you move up to it, it just like goes to goes to like a hang up tone or whatever, like mm. off the hook or whatever you yeah. call that sound. Beep, 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 beep. And then I was like, "Well, that's weird." And then I carried on, and then there was another one, and I was like, "Okay, that's still weird, but that's just the same." It was just like it spawned the same bit level twice or something. Mm. And then when I eventually died at the end of that run, it was like, and now at the end of this run, you've unlocked the phone booth. <laughs> so you just play as a phone booth, going along the ground. It's like okay. So that I like this this random crap of it. You know, I didn't really, I haven't really come across any of that. Like I've just been like coming across like characters, well, like, think, or presents that unlock stuff. Yeah, know? I think the problem is there's just like there's not actually very much of that cool stuff. There's like a bunch of characters that aren't interesting. Like oh, here's a dog, here's a cat, here's a duck. Yeah, <laughs> they don't really do anything apart from making the various animal noises as you as you do them around. There's nothing wrong with the duck. <laughs> I've only got the baby duck. Which I guess is probably exactly the same sound effect. I haven't unlocked the actual. Maybe dying. it's pitched out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like. I mean, the ducklings don't really make duck noises. They make different duck noises. They make high pitched, cheapy duck noises. <laughs> cheapy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it doesn't. The cockatoo is extremely annoying. I wouldn't have said that was a cockatoo noise, but I guess I don't. I haven't really Watch heard. Constantly. <laughs> But it's basically like wee, wee, all the time. The pig, then. Well, apart from louder and more annoying. I think I've got the pig. So yeah, there's that. I played some of that. There's not much to it. No, it, it does, yeah. It's like I don't know what a frog was so fucking obsessed about with it. It's a, it's just a good frogger, is what's to be said. Like, like someone made a free to play frogger and did did it justice without it being frogger. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Uh, I played quite a bit of Minecraft because Minecraft. I don't remember why I came back to it again. I don't remember what triggered it in the classic way, but I I wanted to play a, a like one of the random. I remembered a mod that I played before, and I was like, I want to play that again. So I tried to go. I have like the multi Minecraft installer thing, which lets you manage multiple copies of Minecraft and lets you like install old versions of Minecraft, so you can install old versions of mods and stuff. Mm. It support. It's like it's all integrated into this launcher program, so you can edit and copy instances of Minecraft around and fuck with them and all that kind of stuff. Which is pretty neat. 
which is pretty neat. So I was trying to use that to install this old, like, old version of Minecraft and some old mods that I knew about, and I couldn't get it to work because I had like the. I had older versions of those mods stored, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to just copy that." And I want—I was like, I wanted a different sort of set of mods than the ones I'd used before. And I was trying to copy the mods out of the old mod folders and stack them into this new copy. I couldn't get it to work. I was just like, I, "This shouldn't be difficult. It's actually a really easy program to use. I can't work out why this is working." So in the end, I just said, "Fuck it," and installed the latest version of these mods. With like, it's not—they aren't. I don't think any of the major mods that are still around for Minecraft have updated to the most recent version of Minecraft yet. Apparently 1.8 did something that makes it quite difficult for the mods to update to. Okay. I don't know what it was, but none of the major mods have updated to 1.8 yet, so they're all still on 1.7.10. <laughs> so yeah, I went I went to that and I was like, okay, here's Here's some of the old mods that I remember. Let's see what their modern, like the, the new versions are like. And actually, some of them have got actually pretty cool things now. It's actually kind of ridiculous when I was thinking about it, like how complicated some of the stuff that they do now is. Because it's like if you think about like base Minecraft, there's a lot. It's like you're placing blocks basically, and mm. it's a it's a block, and it's just a block. And very rarely in Minecraft did, did, did things have like more complicated interactions because mm. there's like the enchanting table where it's like if you put bookcases around it that increases the level of enchantments you can do that, is that base that's base minecraft oh, okay so that that's like the, the sort of complicated level of base minecraft but like the mods that, that get more advanced have quite a lot of them in fact now have the concept of multi-block structures where it's like you you craft a like a certain kind of block use that block to build a multi-block arrangement of blocks, and then it registers that as a single thing, and so it's like you can build one big object oh, out okay. of a bunch of blocks, and then it converts... So you're still, you're still effect- effectively building it yourself, but, yeah. but it knows that that shape means this thing. Yeah. So there's, so there's like, you can... the One of the mods I was playing, well, actually, not That's even... actually a better way of doing, like, in-world crafting, in a way. <laughs> yeah. It? It's like, what the... Not this time, but the previous time I was playing Minecraft, there was I was playing that the weird magic mod where you build like a pedestal and like you build this sort of magic circle. Oh yeah, with a bunch of pedestals. That. Yeah, that's quite adva- quite advanced. So yeah, so I installed the first the first time I tried doing this, I, in- I installed Industrial Craft again, which is like a sort of electricity based mod, basically where it replaces most of the basic machines with ele- electrical versions like the furnace or whatever, and you get the electrical furnace, and you're all running off power, so you've got like wind generators and, and solar panels and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then like more more advanced machines for like multiplying your ore output, and then eventually the end goal of that, as it stands at the moment, is like nuclear reactors to make a ridiculous amount of power, and then like matter generation, because you're making so much energy, you convert it back into matter or whatever. Okay. So I was I was playing that for a while, but then I realized that like as it stands now in the version of it, the 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 current version of it, it's still sort of in the middle of a rebuild. So some of the features that I remember don't are sort of like turned off basically. So at the moment it kind of makes it sort of basically the main one is that that 
in the older version, it had had the concept of like voltage on your power cables. Oh, wow. So you had like okay. transformers to step so up and step down. So, and wow, if, if you sent the wrong voltage into a cable, it just like made shit explode or fried all the cables huh. and that kind of stuff. That's kind of awesome. But apparently in the, in the current version, that's turned off because he was trying to rebuild the whole power system into like a new... Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not done yet. Into like a new setup. So... Uh, once I realized that, I was like, oh, that's why none of my machine, that's why I can like power this machine with way too much power and it doesn't seem to do anything. <laughs> it should have exploded, but it doesn't because he hasn't reprogrammed that okay. yet. It's just on. Yeah, it's just, just not in there. And then when I realized that, I was like, well, I don't want to play this any longer because <laughs> that's like, that's like easy mode now. <laughs> right. Don't really you don't have to think about it. You have to make, you don't have to plan. Well, I'm remembering. Yeah. Because I haven't told you about this yet. Yeah. I forgot to. Uh, Dan mentioned to me that the Happy Salad feedback form actually received something. Okay. Directed at you. Okay. Regarding your Starbound modding efforts. Um, okay. Saying, come the fuck on. <laughs> do we want to see find, more of this? Find it for you. I need <laughs> yeah, to, like, please, please do. Correspondence. You. What is your email? <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> Question. Isn't quote unquote Zeg the one on your team who used to play Starbound? I asked because I was looking at the Rock Scanner mod for Starbound and it looked very useful. Sadly, it was oh, too outdated it. to use. Starbound I knew, I knew it would be the Rock Scanner. Zeg is the author, and I saw that he listed happysalad.net as his homepage. A fan could probably update it to work with the latest. However, the mod permissions prevent this. Mod assets permissions. You must get the author's consent before altering, redistributing any assets. Included. I'm pretty sure I turned that off for that one specifically. Because uh, someone not. else asked about that. Well, the Play Starbound forum software it. may not allow modders to change their permissions, but would Zeg consider adding a discussions tab for his mod and posting there to give others permission to at least update the mod to make it work <laughs> okay. again? Please. <laughs> okay, A, I'm pretty sure every mod page automatically gets a discussion page. Okay. So maybe he didn't see that one. Well, and, maybe posted there or something. Well, I'm pre- also be. I'm pretty sure I did post in the one on the rock scanner specifically because some someone was having problems. Okay. With it. So they want the rock scanner. God damn it, that rock scanner! It's such a horrible hag. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is how developers feel about a quite a large percentage of their work. Yeah. <laughs> the trouble is, like, as a concept, the rock scanner is like it made perfect sense, and it's like it's obviously a useful tool, and it's like why has no one else put this in the fucking game yet? Like the actual developers, for example, yeah, <laughs> or any other modder, apparently, because apparently my one's the only one that exists, and everyone wants it. And it's just like someone who actually knows how to program better could do it way better than the shitty way I've done it, or or, or especially in, in like a much cooler way than I've done it. Because the way I did it was like, it's meant to do like a rotating scan. Like it rotates the beams and the beams illuminate the rock. But I couldn't be bothered to work out the programming to make it scan in an actual circle. 
Because <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, but I'd have to use, like, frame technology or some shit. Yes, you would. <laughs> so I just made it, like, I just made it basically scan in a square, so it increments the X value until it reaches the edge of a square, and then it increments the Y value. <laughs> so when you're looking at the middle of the screen, it looks like it's scanning in a circle, but it's actually scanning on the square, so the edges, so, like, it's right. not a constant rate of turn. So you could be bothered to break out, like, a sign and... Yeah, I couldn't be bothered and... to actually do proper maths. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you did so, like yeah. a a level further maths with me, so and chemical engineering degree, and you're like, oh, yes, I, can't I know. It. <laughs> and the other re- the other reason that my method sucks is because hard. because it does that that like at, like square based scanning, it hits the same squares multiple times as it's because when it's like close to the middle, the line that it's drawing is incrementing less, so it's hitting more of the same squares over oh, and over. Sure. Yeah. So I had to like write a dumb bit of code where it's like, if it's recently scanned this square, don't run the code that scans the square again so it doesn't over-generate the particles and lag the game to shit. I've written stuff like that before for various <laughs> bits of UI I've worked on. It's actually, yeah, strangely common. Like, don't do this again. I remember back in my VBA days, I wrote a, like a, this is before I had a programming job, I, wrote a, I made a, a an extreme Excel macro, effectively, that did a whole lot of work for us. Right. Um, programmatically. Um, abusing Excel, effectively. <laughs> but, like, because it took a, a while to run, I put a progress bar on it. Yeah. But I, but I then noticed that this progress bar that I added made everything run a lot slower. And it's like... <laughs> it was updating the progress bar too much. Effectively, yeah. Every t- Because it was dealing with, like, tens of thousands of rows... And this progress bar was like 100 pixels long or something. <laughs> um, you're a couple hundred, maybe. Yeah. But it was effectively updating, the, doing the paint to update the, the graphic every time a single record was added, despite the fact it would take like a thousand records to move the thing by like a pixel. <laughs> so I had to come up with like, a like okay, what was the last that pixel value I, I used? Uh, does the new math have a different value? Oh, yes, it does. Now repaint. <laughs> Yes. And and then it performed like it should. <laughs> it's little things like that. It like it's I, I guess it's quite easy to to screw up stuff like that. I reckon that must be a relatively common problem. Yeah, I would have thought so for a progress bar, especially. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Progress bars are always ridiculous, but a lot of them like a fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or even fake, or they use some kind of asynchronous polling technique, so they only ask how far have you got every second or something like that. So anyway, Minecraft, I guess. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> after we got distracted by Starbound, it's sort of the same. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after I discovered Industrial Craft was still in a work in progress and didn't really work that well, I was like, well, fuck this, I want to fight. So I went and basically found another mod. This one was one that I hadn't played before, but it's very sort of similar to Industrial Craft, except this one is maybe even cooler because it sort of unifies a lot of systems. It has this... Actually, this is sort of an overarching thing in Minecraft mods that a lot of them have started semi-collaborating into this sort of overarching forge thing that they have now. It's just called Forge, I think, where it's basically like it has a sort of dictionary of of terms. So if if your mod uses a resource that another mod uses... As long as it's called the same thing in the Forge dictionary, then those mo- then those resources become like interoperable between the mods. So, oh, so, if, so it doesn't like create the same resource multiple times. Mm. So, just like copper or whatever. Yeah. If you've added copper in one mod, then it will work in 
any other mod that also uses the full forge dictionary cover entry. So it's just kind of a way of making sure people don't duplicate effort. Yeah, well, sort of. I mean, it's not exactly, you're not trading your programming exactly. It's just like a tag, I guess, or like a resource to make sure that, that if one mod uses the same thing, it's mainly for like world gen, particularly in terms of like ores, because mm. otherwise you generate like copper ore and then another type of copper ore and then another type of copper ore, except it's all copper ore. <laughs> right. But then, depending on how that's, oh, yeah, for world gen, sure, that's fine. But like things that may have mechanical differences, like if someone's managed to add a material, for instance, then surely they need to be a lot more careful with that. Wow. Than just saying, well, if someone's created something called unobtainium, <laughs> And, well, you, it's, you and someone to... else has come up with other unobtainium. Well, I mean, but... then I, it's it's a compatibility thing, not necessarily like a balance thing, because yeah. you could have something like some some material that you've added that also is added in another mod, but it functions like dramatically differently or in a completely differently balanced way between the two mods. Mm. Like it might be a low grade thing in this mod and a high grade thing in this. Not other sure, mod. but that's just like num- at that point, that's a number of the same thing, right? That's actually real. No, because it will still it will probably still only use one of each of them. It's not it's not balancing it, is what I'm saying. Okay, it's just, sure. it's making it so it works, but it's not balancing it between the different mods. It's just making it so it's not. Uh, sure, sure. No, I get that, but then in terms of that's not really necessarily... Yeah. Uh, I suppose you're right. That's not really mechanically different in terms of this same item will affect this other thing differently. It's not like the copper in that particular case. The copper itself has a a world effect. It has it's a craft effect, which yeah. is that actually is fine. Yeah. Right? It's not like you're wiring. Well, well then that's the, that's sort of the other other thing that this this mod I've been playing has is it has like how Buildcraft has its tubes and all that the pipes. A lot of a lot of the mods have the have various versions of energy, like the buildcraft power pipes, and then you've got like the industrial craft actual electricity cables, and then there's various other ones. Mm. Well, this this mod that I'm playing at the moment has like this thing called universal energy cables, and those are sort of specifically programmed to be able to attach into different energy networks. So like they'll work with the buildcraft energy system. And power machines that would normally run on the buildcraft energy. Okay. So I think that might have been another thing that's in the forge dictionary is just like the energy mm. of a of a system. So you can use different cables to power the same things. Okay. Mm. So yeah, that's pretty nice. And then this mod is like industrial craft. It has like a variety of machines, and then you can multiply your ore output or whatever by running it through a bunch of processes. Although this mod goes into some fairly complicated processes where you have to like build a chain of machines where it's like I've made it to like the third tier of this where it's like you you put it in put the ore into a purification chamber and then that needs oxygen that you have to use an ele- electrolyzer to separate oxygen and hydrogen and then like you can burn the hydrogen to get energy and then the oxygen goes into the purification chamber and then that makes ore chunks and then the ore chunks have to get crushed and then the crushed ores goes into the purification thing and then it turns it into dust and then the dust gets smelted and then you get ore and then you actually get the ingots but you get three times as much because <laughs> you've run it through this processing chain presumably because of the way it works you could run your ingots back through it and just keep no. trickling <laughs> it's one way okay. the ingots are different from the ore okay they did actually model it differently. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like when you said tripling it. It's just like, oh, okay, three times the stuff. It's like... You get three times the stuff once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just keep running it through. 
So yeah, I've been doing that. But then that mod updated and, well, I don't know if it was the most recent update that did it, but it somehow broke one of the machines where it like no longer accepts inputs. Oh, weird. I mean, you can manually put the stuff in there, mm. but none of the automated pipes or whatever will recognize the machine as an input, huh. which kind of sucks. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the whole point. You're meant to build a huge machine of chains and then basically have one chest at the start where you shovel the ore and one chest at the end where you get all the ingots. Yeah. And don't worry about them in the middle. You just sort of say go. <laughs> Like, presumably you still have to feed it oxygen and stuff. Well, well you, you don't, don't have to. Or... You have to build a system to feed it oxygen. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. There's that. That's Minecraft. And then the last thing to talk about, which is also the segue into Dan's very tiny segment at the end of the show, as always. <laughs> Dirt Rally. Yeah. I played it, and I know Dan played it because I saw the achievements. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> well, I like Stop. the I like the compare with friends where you hit Y and then I can see that I was five seconds faster than you. That's always good. <laughs> well, it's because the trouble with that is that like it it only compares it by vehicle. Oh uh, yeah, I think they have like, to buy the same Lancia or whatever. Well, like, yeah, you know. and I suck with the Lancia. Oh, that Lancia is a thought, bitch. I hate that car. That Lancia is. I much prefer the Mini, and it's like yeah, me too. <laughs> That's mainly what I wanted to talk about was bitch about the Lancia. I'm getting used to it now, but at first, especially because it started me on Greece, which is like the most the slipperiest. <laughs> yeah, so I just spat around every every single um, hairpin, no matter how much opposite lock I applied. I just went and around the, <laughs> about five times until I realised I needed to reduce like, the shorten the gear ratios. That seems to help. The Lancia is just like so fat compared to the Mini. It's fat. It's got like, yeah, it's got like no power, and it's like. If you're going uphill in those grease stages, it's like... <laughs> barely gets up there. It's weird. I was playing a, a... I didn't talk about it, but I played a little bit of Dirt 3. Yeah. And I... I get that. I, I, I'm enjoying that game a lot less towards the end of it. It's like, I don't know. It's... It's, <laughs> it's silly. Yeah. Uh, but I was having difficulty with one of the stages for some reason. Like I've been you know, not having too bad a time on difficulty 5 out of 6. And I was driving this one stage, and I was having a real hard time. And Noon basically said, "Is it because you're in a Lance?" Yeah, <laughs> it's a Delta. So. Well, the Delta should be fine. Yeah. yeah, the Delta's good. It's not the this freaking Stratos thing. It's insane. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's just the fact that she said that, like totally out of the blue, without the context of our of this conversation <laughs> that we've had. And she's like, "Is it because you're in a Lance?" Yeah. So yeah, I played some of that. I did the fucking monthly challenge before it expired at the end of the month, conveniently, which was nice. I guess I haven't seen what my reward from that is. The weird thing I didn't realise until I actually went back and looked at the scores, because normally I only do the daily, mm. and I've done the weekly a couple of times, but I haven't paid that much attention. But when you, if you go back into your score, like after you've finished the run and look at the tape, look at the like leaderboard or whatever, you can scroll down the list of stages and it shows your time on each individual stage. But it also shows like the tiers, like the top tier and the mid tier and the low tier or whatever. But it seems to show the tiers of like your total time up to that point. Hmm. So as you, as I scroll down this list, it's like sometimes I'm in the top tier and sometimes I'm in the bottom tier because I've had like a better or worse stage and it's added on to my total time. And I'm like, so what's my actual overall tier? Is it the one at the bottom? <laughs> Because then I'm in the bottom tier. Although, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm in the bottom tier because fuck that goddamn monthly challenge was a bitch. Because it's like, you have to do 24 goddamn stages. 
You get a service area every two stages, still, that's fine. But you have to play it one go, or can you like come you back can save, it? yeah. Okay. But the trouble is like <laughs> what a service area every two stages isn't actually enough. <laughs> as soon as you take one major hit, you're basically always going to be like falling Slow. behind in your repairs. Yeah. So it just compounds itself over time until like at the end I was completely fucked. That's rally. It was but, pretty ridiculous though, because it's like I suppose normally a rally isn't 24 stages. <laughs> well, it also didn't help that it's Group B as well. So oh, man. <laughs> I was having to drive my ridiculous Group B car. And like, so I... Ha- Which one did you buy for Group B? I bought the one that there's an achievement tied to. So <laughs> Which one's that? There's an achievement tied to fully upgrading the Peugeot 205 or whatever it is. Oh, right. So I was like, well, I better I get that just buy then. the same cars as you just so that I can compare my times. Compare to times, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so... I was doing. I did that, and it was just like I took one one fairly bad hit early on that fucked up my radiator, and then my radiator was basically fucked the entire rest because it was like every service area I'd repair it up to like eighty seven percent or somewhere around ninety percent, and then I'd still manage to take one slightly too much hit, and it would push it back down again into the. And the trouble with that is once you get below like eighty percent on your radiator, the radiator warning light comes on, and then that is actually starting to do damage to your engine. Oh right, <laughs> and I'm like fuck. So my engine was engine damage light started coming on, and I was like, "Well, now I'm having to repair my engine every stage." <laughs> so eventually, I was just like, "There was also a stage where I lost two tires. <laughs> I lost both my left hand wheels, which made it very fucking difficult to drive." Yeah. Although weirdly, I couldn't work out why it was. I think it might be something to do with my differential setup in that car because I was mostly just leaving it on default. But if if you lose like a front tire, that's actually fine. It barely it barely impacts it at all. Mm. But if you lose a rear tire, it's fucking impossible to drive. <laughs> and I couldn't quite, quite work out why, because it's a four wheel drive car. Yeah, I guess. And you think like losing one that has more impact on your steering would make it much worse? Yeah, but, but apparently not. It might have just especially been my differential setting. Especially if you setting. lost the left and you're trying to turn right, for instance. Yeah. I think it might just be the dif- the differential setting for that one by default is like fully strong rear diff and really soft front diff. So it might just be because of that. Mm. Like if you lose a rear tire and you've got strong rear diff, it fucks up the grip a lot more. Maybe, yeah. Or whatever. So there was that. I lost two tires on that one, so crawled through it. But so the, then by the end, because I was having to spend all my time repairing like my engine and my radiator, I'd basically been totally ignoring the turbo. And it got to the point at the end where I, I think I had like a turbo leak because my car was hissing <laughs> constantly as I was driving along. And then the co-driver was like, are we down on power? And I was like, oh yeah, I guess that must be the turbo. <laughs> the turbo actually got fucked up enough that you could hear it. Which was That's pretty impressive uh, that that detail is there though. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I hadn't actually seen any of the real major damage. I took like smoking radiator on like mid radiator sure. damage and... I'm not having that much off. trouble with damage at the moment. Really. Well, you're in such a slow car, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> you're not really crashing very badly. You're sliding off, but you're not going very fast. Yeah, yeah that's true. Honest, don't I? This all sounds great. <laughs> yes. Like, there's, there's something to be said, like, not for pretty much any other reason than the fact that the structure of the game and the, the commit-to-the-run thing creates these stories. Yeah. It's not like, you know, the previous Dirt games would just be like, well, I just restarted the challenge, still a one. Yeah, exactly. And I've also, 
I've fight, I've promoted to master level. I'm at the maximum rank now, <laughs> maximum level. I came third in the elite championship naturally again. <laughs> Maybe only thanks not to fifth this time. <laughs> well, no, it's like I I come like fourth or fifth, but my points total is enough to get me third because the computer players do bad. Like one guy in this day, in this one, I mean, he was Greek or his nationality was Greek. He came like fourteenth on the first rally. Fifth on the second rally, and then first on Greece. No. <laughs> I was like, "Oh well, I guess that makes sense." <laughs> but that because of the because of the vast points difference, that made it quite easy for me to stay in third place. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I got into masters, but most importantly, that I should really mention first, Pike's Peak came out. <laughs> oh, did it? Yeah. That was why I was playing it. Again. I haven't tried it yet. What's it like? I've only, I only did one run on the full tarmac version mm. rather than the because I was like if I'm going to have to drive this thing with no pace notes I probably want to be able to have as much grip as possible <laughs> learn the course slightly so I did the I did the full run on the on the tarmac mode and that's so wait so it's the same course with and without tarmac or well, it's the tarmac or the mixed version because mm. the mixed version is how it used to be in but now modern version they've actually fully paved it oh okay interesting so I played the full run, and it's like it's basically a goddamn twelve-minute run. <laughs> nice, yeah. And then you can break it up into like there's three different, basically three different stages. Is the mm. short versions okay. like the lower, middle, and upper sections? But then you can just do the whole thing and I'm have like a twelve-minute. <laughs> I'm trying to think what game it was I played that actually tried to do the full twelve-minute recreation of the actual Pikes Peak route before. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm one, I want to know, a bit in my head is saying, oh, was it Rally Sport Challenge 2? Yeah, it might have been. Because yeah. I remember playing it as well. Yeah. So yeah, that Pikes Peak is quite ridiculous. And those cars are, despite the fact that they've got the giant spoilers and everything, <laughs> they're, like, yeah. they're like specifically designed for this one purpose, they're still fucking difficult to drive. <laughs> you don't stay on the road very easily. <laughs> But and of course you don't have any pace notes. So you're yeah. like you haven't. Been... So how does it does it map? Or... No, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. It's just like fight through you go. Wow. <laughs> try and try and remember where the bad corners are. That's cool. And it's actually weird because like I started <laughs> I started to like drive in this weird way. Where well, I guess it's not actually weird. I started to actually learn to use analog throttle and brake. It's like because I didn't know what was ahead. I was like. This looks like this corner might turn bad in a minute. So I'm going to just hold at like 50% throttle and just gradually accelerate in case I have to brake yeah. suddenly. <laughs> and also because I'm now playing with ABS turned off, the brakes on those things lock the wheels immediately if you go down <laughs> hard on them. So I was having to be like really careful with the braking. So you've swapped the controller then? Well, yeah. I probably wouldn't have done if I had, you know. <laughs> but it seemed like a better idea. I haven't oh. dug my wheel out of the attic yet. <laughs> to give that a go. Did the did this pipe update supposedly have that force feedback update? No, apparently there's still that's going still to be the next batch. Oh, okay, that's the that's the thing I want. <laughs> well, depends what what wheel you're going to use. You I mean, might use, my, use my sidewinder. Yeah, exactly. It might not matter for the sidewinder because it's it's not got probably support for very complicated force feedback. Most wheels only have, like, spin the wheel left and right force feedback support. <laughs> sort of. But yeah, so I, you know, tried to... I, the weird thing about Pikes Peak is, is 
it stays in your like career. It stays as like a separate championship where it says hill climb or whatever, mm. and you start from the lowest rank again. So it, it is oh, like okay. a separate, a separate tree. Thing. Yeah, but there's only like there's only that one course. So, <laughs> and yeah. the trouble with Pikes Peak is that in it's it's based on runs. Like you do a run and you set a time, and then you do another run, and you set a time. So if you're doing the whole course, that's a fucking long time. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing two twelve minute runs, and it's like. Whichever one of these is faster. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I, I kind of like that. Again, I kind of like the hardcoreishness of it. I'm really hoping like, they are actually going to manage to come up with another hill climb course because it seems weird. You might as well just call it P- Pike's Peak rather than hill climb at this climb point. Mode, yeah. <laughs> I could do like. No, I don't know. They probably I'm sure do you could come up with one for like Fuji or something. That must have some. Ridiculous hill climb, right? I was about to say, there must be other hill climb routes. Yeah. I bet Mount Fuji has one. Because Japanese be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a drift route. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you've got to make sure half the car is hung over a cliff at some point. Yeah. Can you do like Goodwood or something? How long is that? Mm. You know, the one in England. Yeah. One <laughs> point. Hmm. 1.6 miles long. It's not that, that long. That doesn't sound very long. <laughs> no. It's not Pike's Peak long. I don't know how no. long Pike's Peak actually is. Feels like a long way. 12 miles. Because <laughs> you're only going one mile a second. Yeah. Wait, minute. minute. <laughs> Average pace of 60. <laughs> yeah, that might be true. There's a lot of hairpins, of course. I think I'm getting better at hairpins. Well, I think I'm getting better. I think I've got better at controlling the Group B car I have. Maybe I seem to be able to actually like sometimes pull off a nice looking hairpin. <laughs> sometimes. I'm only question like you know sometimes when you put, when you think you've pulled off what yeah what you describe as a nice looking one, it's like is that actually the quickest way to do this? <laughs> is it better to just slow down and just drive around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find now that I've finally finished that Group B championship I was doing and been promoted to master, I can move on to Group A. And as far as I can tell, once you move on from Group B to Group A in the 2010 cars, it just seems really easy because right. the Group B cars yeah. are so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's like wow, this is actually this car has a lot of grip and it's like really easy to drive around these corners. Yeah, I'm a bit afraid that it's going to be like that, <laughs> like struggling my way through Group B. Well. The thing is, from where from where you come from from the start of the game, Group B also seems easier because yeah, up to that point the... you've been in four front wheel drive, rear wheel drive, rear wheel drive. The rear wheel drive is once... freaking crazy. I don't know. Yeah, once you hit, once you finally have four wheel drive, even though it's Group B, you're like, oh Jesus, four wheel drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, so much, much easier. Better. Yeah, I mean, then, presumably as you're going up the car ranks, this is when the difficulty increases. So it should sort of no, well, out. not really, because the difficulty is tied to you winning. Mm. or whatever it's just coincidence that i've ranked up every time i've gone off a car class right so it might not happen that way yeah i mean so yeah, that's it. it's quite hard to actually win the rallies or whatever yeah i still haven't actually won no i haven't I've well it's because it's like as soon as i get better i go up a rank yeah it's like i come third and i'm like oh i might actually be good enough to get Getting a set better. of fastest time or something and it's like well now i've ranked up so now i'm shit again yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> I don't really mind. As long as I get enough points to actually buy some cars. 
I wouldn't mind so much, apart from those achievements tied to winning. <laughs> right. Bloody achievements. It's like, I can't win. But now I just have to get good enough to beat Masters. It's like literally the hardest. God damn it. <laughs> you can't just like set up a custom mode and be like, play it at this difficulty. Well, sometimes it seems like some of those achievements will trigger in custom mode, but like the ones where it specifically says like win a championship. Right. It's like that obviously has to be in the championship in Korea mode. Uh, I guess. I suppose. So boo. Yeah. Also, the Pike, Pike's Peak achievements don't work at the moment. So don't bother buying a hill climb car yet, even if you have the money, because the achievement won't pop. <laughs> and then you will, then you have to save up to buy another one to get that achievement. Right. Okay, I'll bear that one in mind. I wasn't planning oh, and, it. I was going to stick with the rally for the time being. And also, one one more thing to note about this Pike's Peak patch is they tried to do some editing to some pace notes, but what they actually did was royally fuck up the pace notes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's a couple of the set levels in Turin, like the the mountain, snow, ice, tarmac levels. Monaco. Right. Monaco. Where they've just they've completely bollocks it up and like the pace notes just repeat every quarter twice, which completely fucks up the oh, timing. Weird. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I think rude. it seems to me what they did was like they tried to change the timing of a pace note and like they copy pasted but didn't delete the old ones. Oh wow. <laughs> or something. That's what it seems like like the way it's bugged out. So whatever scripting file they have, everything's just there twice. Yeah. And... Like, at a slightly different time, so everything oh, yeah. repeats over and over. So that, that there's a couple of stages there that are fucked. And there's at least one corner in Greece where it does that as well, where there's like a hairpin where it doesn't say anything, <laughs> but it used to. And there's a couple of pace notes that I think are fucked up that they've never fixed. Where it's like oh, there's a few that didn't read, wasn't there? Well, there was that one that didn't read specifically, but there's a few that I just think are wrong. Like there's one corner, there's one corner which is literally the last corner of a Greece stage, mm. which it says is like right four keep mid. And it's at least a three, if not a two. And I always go off because, <laughs> and it's like an outwards facing corner onto a cliff. So I just always just go whoop straight off. It's like, <laughs> fuck you. This is long, literally the last yeah, corner. Yeah, the last corner. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely knees. gone almost, well, I've almost, I've gone completely off and lost like 15 seconds on the last corner of at least one stage, I'm sure. It might have been that yeah. one. I can't remember. There's one where I was literally just stuck. You know what? Sometimes you can just get stuck. Yeah, you like, can bank like, it real easily. Yeah. Because like, the edge of the course is so high. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just ba- banked it and not been able to recover it or whatever. You have to eventually. But like, I swear you lose more time that way than if you just go straight off. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah. The auto reset kind of sucks. I've done that right at the end. Yeah. Anyway, never mind. And I've had a few spectacular crashes. So the, what happens if you run down that timer? Do you just lose four seconds? Then yeah, you you reset with four second penalty. Sure, okay, that's not so bad. I've had a couple. Of, I've had a couple of crashes where it's like the physics model still isn't the best. <laughs> like I had one where I came over a jump and there was a rock directly under where I was landing, and it hit like right in the middle of the bottom of my car, and I just went into the air and like did a crazy barrel roll. It's like, oh, <laughs> physics physics for that are still a bit dodgy. <laughs> still a bit classic on those physics. <laughs> Couldn't quite decide what to do, so you suffered extreme acceleration. <laughs> it wasn't like super extreme. I didn't fly into space or anything in, <laughs> in like the classic glitch fashion. Yeah. But it was like, that's not how that... <laughs> the car would have bent in real life. It would have like sprung. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, that's Dirt Rally. Dirt Rally. I really like it. I hope they more, make more rally courses as well as... Yes, as well Germany's as next. Apparently. Oh, good. I hope they do yeah. like Finland or something at some point. I like the Scandinavian yeah, stuff. It's got, to refer, it's got to have Finland, right? They're going to have Finland eventually. You, you can't do a rally game without Finland. Germany's probably going to be kind of boring because it's a tarmac rally. Right, yeah. That is a bit sad. And we already have it'll one be, of those. But it'll be a non-snowy tarmac. Yeah, but that just makes it more boring. <laughs> Are they planning on doing versions of like tracks like Monaco and stuff where they're not snowy? Like if you went to the same stages at Monaco when the snow's not there, doesn't it already do that? So. Doesn't it already no. do that? Aren't it has like times? it has snow or non-snow as a weather option, but that's not the same. Right, I'm sure I've done sections of track where the where where it's been the exact same corners and stuff, but with different surface. No, I think the surface is already always the same. Right. I think they've updated the effect of like snow when it's actually snowing. It like it makes the road sound wet now, oh. and it actually feels slightly slipperier. Huh. I think that it's. I don't know if they've just turned it up or whether the effect wasn't working before or something. You can hear it. It makes that like slushy hissing noise when you're huh. skidding. The braking noise is really quite strange in the old. Is that is that what brakes sound like? It's sort of weird, sort of creaky. I don't know. I haven't. I think they updated the braking sounds as well in this patch. Right. They they also they also like updated the wheels squealing sounds. They basically there's now oh, some of those weren't too hot. Yeah, think. some of them were quite bad. But I think there's now like a slightly different noise for like locked wheels compared to just squealing tires. So it makes it easier to oh, tell okay. if you're if you're braking too hard and you lock lock up. You can tell. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, that's handy. Is it realistic to be able to tell that you've locked your <laughs> wheels by just listing? I think it might be. Could be the type of the type of slide, and like I suppose if you're like losing grip just on the outside edges of your tire, that's probably going to be making a different noise. a different noise to the whole tire is just sliding along the ground. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what tends to happen, like. I think if you go around a corner and you, you're gunning it too much, you end up with that sort of... Sort of <laughs> do you know what I mean? You, yeah. you, you, get a, you slip slightly and then you grip for a moment and then you slip slightly and then you grip for a moment. And so you end up with that sort of Transformer style, like, you know, yes. gated. Jiggling. Which I don't think any game has really done. No. It always just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Dirt Rally. That is it, and that's the end of the podcast, which is way long. Way long. How, how, did, how did that happen? Sorry, I told you. Yes. So Why did we spend so much obviously. time on the non-news? We need to just skip the news. <laughs> go straight <laughs> to what you've been playing. Right. Anyway. Cool. Uh, thanks for joining because, us, sisters. Because the news was kind of funny. The non-news was kind of dumb. Kind of dumb. That kind of you sums stop up me if like, you're getting bored of me talking about Castle Storm, really. Like, just like, fuck it, this is shit. <laughs> You're the one who needs to make that decision. We don't actually know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, but you could be like bored with my discussion, I suppose. Or lack Never. of discussion. My monologue on Castle Storm. <laughs> right. My memoirs. <laughs> memoirs of a. You know, Zen made that, the pimple guys. Right. As well. That's your pimple news for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, pimple news this week. Zen actually right. made Castle Storm. Anyway, check out our YouTube channel as well, because there's like 
the, Final Fantasy the, shit. Sure. They nearly finished doing it. Yeah, we've nearly finished Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Other videos that you've seen. Yep. Well, we already said that we have finished it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Only one more to go. Uh-huh. And when's that going to be uploaded? Uh-huh. The finale? Well, we thought there was one more to go. No, there is one more. Well, the one that's up was yeah. the one we thought was going to be the last one. But it's and not. there's one more to go. There's one yeah. more. So go. But surely the next thing to be uploaded will be... You know, there is pinball news this week. Oh, right? God damn it. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> Portal pinball is a thing. Oh, yeah. I guess it is. But it's made by Zen Pivo, like your Pimble FX. So, you know, fuck it, it'll be rubbish. The kind of people you don't like. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. Continue your outro, Dan. Yeah, God's sake. yeah finish it off. Finish it off. Bye. Don't let me say another word. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Goodbye.